0: G'day everyone and welcome to another Bloody Movie Podcast. I am Sean Coates. Thank you so much for joining in today and very special episode. It is Oscars Eve, less than 24 hours until the 90th Academy Awards. I've already done an episode doing my reactions to the nominees, so you can go back and listen to that, but this episode is going to be much more in depth, breaking down each category and pretty much predicting what we think. Uh, the Academy Awards are going to go to, who, the, who they're going to go to, I should say. And I've got two very special guests joining me today. First one, you know him, you love him, you've heard him on this podcast many times before. Eric Tischer, thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure, Sean. Hello, everyone. Always
0: is. And f- and first-time guest, uh, Gar- Cohen Garlic-Trace is on the show, too. G'day. G'day, how are we going? So, well, are you guys going to be watching the Oscars tomorrow? Um,
1: hopefully, uh, depending when my classes finish.
0: Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm. oh, I definitely will be. So because I finished because uh, in Australia, well anyway, um, Eastern Standard Time anyway, it is going to be uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I should say actually, it's going to be on starting at noon. Mm. And then we'll run to like I don't know four o'clock because these awards shows are really tedious and long. Yeah, really. Tedious. And I'm I'm <laughs> putting a lot of fluff <laughs> Here's The thing then. I'm I'm always excited and dreading and dr- I'm always really excited and then just dreading watching the Oscars every year mm-hmm. though because I'm like oh I'll get to see the awards and like all this kind of stuff but, but then really it's going to be so things, dragged I mean. out yeah we get well I actually think last year 2017 was a very very strong year for film would you guys agree?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good year. Um, we had a, we had a, what was it? Moonlight, which is a yeah. Well, a that very t-
0: technically that's a 2016 film, but we didn't get it in Australia till like January or February in 2017. Right, yeah. But we can still count that as 2017.
1: Well, that that was the that was last year's best picture winner. It
0: was. was it film. was. Are you sure it wasn't La La Land? <laughs> Well, let's hope that guy was uh, deservedly fired uh, this year, and that he doesn't. But apparently, I read that uh, Faye Dunaway and uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Warren Beatty, they're going to be presenting Best Picture again this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I know it's not their fault, but I'm like, mm. imagine if that was to happen again.
1: That'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs> it would be. But what
1: do, you, what do you think the what do you think the mistake film would be?
0: Ooh. Darkest Hour? Mm, Ah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, we'll get into the nominations right now. So we're going to start off with the ones that none of us have really seen a whole lot from. So with our predictions for this, it's probably going to be fairly blind. So we'll start off with the short categories. So best animated short film. We've got Dear Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes. Have any of you ever heard of or seen any of these films? (laughs) No. Well, I have... I've watched a. have cu- managed to find a couple of these on YouTube, um, I've watched Dear Basketball, because Dear Basketball is pretty much just, uh, it's Kobe Bryant's retirement, like, po- poem about retiring from basketball, and, like, mm-hmm. pretty much just, yeah, a letter to the sport of basketball, and someone did an animation, and it's, like, all hand-drawn, and, like, all- almost kind of stop-motion hand-drawn, if it's. I don't know It it looks really really good Uh, If you can find it uh, Like some cinemas uh, Are playing like like It kind of looks like It's a flip book Yeah Mm -hmm. Like, it's, yeah, hand-drawn. It looks really cool. Uh, Lou, which is Pixar's, because Pixar Pixar are the Meryl Streep of animation, yeah, which we'll based. get to in a moment uh, with Meryl Streep. But, uh, yeah, they always get one. But Lou was actually a pretty decent short film. I thought it was really, really charming. It's about, like, this big, co- this monster that's, like, in the lost, that's, like, made up of things that, like, in a lost and found bin at, a, at like, a primary school. And it was a really, really cool short. Uh, I haven't seen Garden Party, Negative Space, or Revolting Rhymes. But I think that well, Pixar is always usually a shoe in here, but mm. a lot of people, there's a lot of buzz about Dear Basketball and it was a really, really good short too. Well,
1: Dear Basketball sounds very good.
0: It does. And I, I really enjoyed it too. So, uh, do you reckon what we should do here, we should have a should win, who we think should win, and who we think will win. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, I think that the Pixar short film will probably win. Uh, possibly. I don't know. That's just going off by um, Pixar's, uh track record. with. Yeah, the they have Oscars. a great track record with this they're kind uh, of stuff. Uh, they're always doing well with, uh, with the Oscars. But I'd like um, the uh, Kobe Bryant short film to win.
0: Mm, that would be really good. So I'm going to go should win and will win for Dear Basketball. Eric, what are you going to go?
1: Hmm. Um, sh- uh, should win Dear Basketball, what well, would probably win, what uh, was it, Lou?
0: Lou, yeah. Lou, yeah. And Cohen?
2: Uh, Probably Lou, I guess.
0: For should and will? Yeah. So you're saying Dear Basketball and you're saying Lou. I'm going to go with Dear Basketball as well. So let's move on to live action short film. So the nominees here are DeKalb Elementary, The Eleven O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child and Watu Watay slash All of Us. Again, you guys wouldn't have seen any of these. No, no. sadly, I haven't either. But I have heard a lot about the eleven o'clock because it's a comedy short by an Australian filmmaker, and it stars oh, yeah. it stars uh, Australian actor Josh Lawson, oh, who yeah. was like he was really popular here in Australia, and he was on that uh, for American uh, listeners. Uh, there were, he was on that TV series House House of Lies. I was about to say House of Cards, but he wasn't <laughs> on that uh, House of Lies with uh, Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell. And he's a really funny guy, and I. I'd love to see that get up because I've heard it's absolutely hilarious, mm. but especially with what happens in America, I think DeKalb Elementary, which is about a school shooting, I think that it's going to get it. Yeah, probably. and from all, from what I've heard, it's really really well made as well. Oh, that's good. So I'm going to go shoot. I'm going to say will win DeKalb Elementary, but I'm going to say that at the eleven o'clock should. And this is I haven't seen any of them, so this is just going off that. Hey, do, what do you guys reckon?
1: Really doesn't matter because I haven't seen any
3: of it or heard much. Of
0: all right. Well, I'm I'm going to document these afterwards, and then I'm going to do a probably do a show or whenever you're back on next. I'm going to go through the results of what we mm-hmm. had to see who actually got what. So, uh, what p- make a prediction?
1: Um, let's see.
0: So, DeKalb Elementary, the 11 o'clock, my nephew Emmett, the silent child, or Watu Watay slash all of us. Cohen, any ideas? Uh, I have
2: nobody this name so where well,
1: I, I think the <laughs> the wheel win would probably be the one the short film that's uh based on a school shooting
0: i don't know if it's based on a school shooting or but i think it's it's centered like? i think i think it's just about one like oh, almost ah, like a cautionary enough. tale kind of thing again mm-hmm. haven't seen it so don't take my word for it mm.
1: i think that would probably win so that would be the will um but the should win. I would like to see the Australian short film.
0: That would be really cool. One. That that's what I'd like to see. Cohen, do you on the same in the same boat? Yep. All right. So you're gonna say should and will for the eleven o'clock. Yep. Okay. Uh. All right. Yeah. We'll start. We'll we'll get these out of the way as well. Uh, for for the last of the short subjects, let's go into documentary short films. So here we have Edith and Eddie. Heaven is a traffic jam on the four o five. Heroin, Knife Skills, and Traffic Stop. All really, really good names for yeah. jo- documentary shorts, <laughs> I reckon. Uh, I haven't seen any of these either, but I know that Heroin is on Netflix, and I think it's about, like, th- it follows, like, three people, and I think it's the how they suffer, or that, not how they suffer, they're trying to get over their heroin addiction, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. It's, like, 40 minutes long. It looks really cool. It's in my Netflix queue. I will get around to it eventually. But I think here, I heard a lot about Edith and Eddie. I think it's about... I can't remember exactly what it's about. I think it's about like like, an old couple who like, of, I think it's like an 85 year old woman and like a 60 year old man start like get married or something like that. And it's like their life or Mm. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. It looked really, really sweet. And I'm going to say that is the should will. Edith and Eddie is the should will for documentary short subject. So based on the, here we go. Based on the titles alone for these ones, what do you guys reckon?
1: Uh, well, knife skills sounds interesting. Well, you not know n- anything about that.
0: Knife skills is because uh, I watched the, I think I watched the trailer for all of these actually. Knife skills is about like this program where, um, like uh, I think people in like correctional facilities like they learn how to cook as like a form of like uh, re- as like a form of therapy like to mm. to help with their sentence. So that looked really cool too.
1: That sounds interesting. Knife skills. I mean, I don't know if it's just the name that's really good and got me hooked, but I want that for the for what should win, but I guess the what will win would probably be the sweet short film about the elderly couple.
2: Mm. Um, probably traffic shop. Tra- traffic,
0: traffic stop. Stop. Look closer, <laughs> Cohen. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> traffic stop. <laughs> All right, so you're going to traffic stop. I'll document all these later, like after the show, I'll get you all to, and I'll write it down. But we might as well. That's a good uh, segue into another one. Probably we won't be able to talk about here that whole lot. Uh, Documentary feature. So here we have Abacus, small enough to jail, faces places. Icarus, Last Men in Aleppo, and Strong Island. Now, again, just kind of with uh, the documentary short subject, Icarus and Strong Island, I believe, are both on Netflix and both in my queue. And again, I will get around to them eventually, or I probably never will. Have you seen Faces Places? No, but I remember because it was getting a lot of buzz at MIF. Oh, yeah. Have you, you've seen Faces no, Places? No, I haven't
1: seen it, but I hear very good things but about I, Faces I, Places. I'm
0: wondering because I believe that Agnes Varda is also getting like the honorary Oscar this year as well. So oh, are really? they gonna double up and give her Faces Places too? I'm just wondering if that's gonna happen. And I've I heard it I've see, heard it's fantastic. I hear, I
1: hear it's a very good documentary. I, I
0: believe and the only one I really know what the other Which one is. is I she's think, a very good documentary. Yeah. Like Agnes I think the only one I've actually heard of like of what the like actual what it's about is Icarus and I believe that's about like sports doping. I believe. Oh, right. So yeah and I think it's a made for Netflix one, like a Netflix oh, original know. documentary. So I don't know, but yeah, I reckon I reckon uh Faces Places should will. Same. Same. <laughs> yep, same. Same. <laughs> Alright, let's see. What else we can get into here? Uh we might as well get into the like the technical categories. So production design. Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Hmm. What do you guys reckon here? Hmm. I mean, I'm
1: tossing up between uh, this. This would be what for my the one that I prefer. My personal preference would be I'd be tossing up between um, Blade Runner and. Shape of Water.
0: Yeah, that that's what I reckon the two like the two main ones are as well. Sorry, wait,
1: wait, Which which category was this again? This is for production, production design. Design. Yeah, those.
0: I I reckon. I wh- think.
3: I think,
1: um, Blade Runner will win. I think Blade Runner yeah, will win because. Uh, yeah, I hope so, but I think I think design. because. I, 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 sorry. Sorry, I I kind of want um the shape of water to win.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's really it. between those two. I think I'm going to say should is Blade Runner 2049 but Will is the Shape of Water because I've got a feeling uh, that the sh- I've got a feeling that the Shape of Water is going to sweep a lot of the technical categories. You think but so? It may, I,
1: that's what I thought that's what I thought Blade Runner was going to do sweep well, all the technical ones. Well, I,
0: I I thought that too because I want Blade Runner to win like just spoilers for the next couple of categories but I want Blade Runner to win for production design cinematography and visual effects because I think that's really all it's nominated for. Yeah. Actually, I like sound design as well. But we'll get we'll we'll get to that next. But so yeah, I'm gonna go. Should is Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but I think they're gonna give it to The Shape of Water. Yeah,
1: well, I'm 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 the opposite there. I mean, why I'd want The Shape of Water to win because it because it's uh it's design made it seem like some really strange sort of dreamy fifties yeah like, fantasy like is if you open up like a. Uh, uh, um, picture book and that had the 3D uh, cardboard fold out it's, it's like it's like that but uh, on the screen
0: yeah, yeah I agree I agree to an extent but I think Blade Runner 2049 like it's just so like the especially like the work like the it's like it felt like a logical extension of that universe and mm. the things that they added to that is just so rich and like like that's another part I mean script obviously mm. direction writing and that that all contributes I mean the
1: execution e- very good with the uh, with its uh, design, because it's got both um, uh, practical techniques that were being utilised uh, when with the with its predecessor, and it's also got uh, techniques from now the the with uh, CGI um, tinkering. But yeah, it seems absolutely. To merge both those uh, two forms of visual um, design quite well.
0: Yeah, they sure do. Cohen, what do you reckon? Uh,
2: probably Blade Runner.
0: Yep, for sure, and will.
1: Um,
2: hmm. but I kind
1: of find the design to be a bit
2: inconsistent Blade for Blade Runner. Yeah, I reckon Just it should win.
0: Just so should. And but what do you think will win? Do you um, reckon Blade Runner two?
2: Uh,
0: yeah, I guess. All right. So mm. that those are our thoughts for production design, and uh, we'll go on to uh, best sound editing and sound mixing. Well, here we go. Because, but first of all, do you know you guys know the difference between sound editing and mixing? Yes. Um, well, I guess the academy. Right. Do, I guess the academy doesn't because there's the exact same nominate like f- nominated films for both categories. So, really. Yep. So the for both sound editing and sound mixing. I mean, there's different teams of people, obviously, yeah. that do the so editing and the mixing. Would, so
1: would mixing be the overlaying of uh, of different sounds? Like yeah, it's
0: sound like tr- trying to check with the levels and making sure that everything yeah, that's, sounds that's correct. And the editing is like the insertion yeah, and like insertion all that kind of. of st- yeah. And that's you know. Thought. And they kind of, f- yeah. So, yeah. The, it, the, God that's, damn that's, it.
1: Th- that's interesting. Did they, uh, has it always been like that? Those are two separate categories? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
0: uh. be- well, it's been like that for at least the last like 20 years, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Or, um, or maybe, I think it might, I think it used to be just best sound. And I think if like maybe 10 or so years ago, they yeah, split they off. split it up. But here we go. Best sound editing and mixing, the exact same uh uh, films have been nominated, so it's both Baby Driver, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I reckon. Here's my thinking for this. Dunkirk is going to take sound editing, and Baby Driver is going to take sound mixing. I. This mean, is what I reckon.
1: I think. I think Blade Runner. Actually, I think you're right. Um,
0: because I'm pretty sure it's I'm with sound editing.
1: I'm pretty uh, sure Dunkirk will probably take sound editing, but I wouldn't want it to win sound edi- editing. Yeah. Uh, well, Once.
0: Um, well, here's the thing: I'm pretty sure with sound editing because, like, oh, I I don't know if it's like former Oscar voters or like experts on the Oscars. They usually say, or like sound designers within the Academy, they I th- I can't remember if it's for mixing or editing. I'm pretty sure it's for editing. I think they say when it comes to sound editing, the loudest movie wins. Mm. And if that's the case, it's definitely uh, Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> John
1: mm. Kirk did have some pretty good sound editing, but I'd probably prefer uh, Baby Driver to
2: win because the sound yeah. editing
1: complemented the all right. physical editing
2: of the film. Um, well, yeah. For sound mixing... Sorry, like, saying? sound was like an integral part in Baby Driver.
0: Yeah, it definitely was, yeah. But that's why I think it's going to give it to mixing for, like, you know, making sure that's all right and, like, all the levels and things like that because I think that's what really, really makes that movie. So that's why I've chosen it for mixing and that's why I think... Uh, Dunkirk will be for sound editing, so I reckon that's. I, I kind of think that I, I'd, I'd want Blade Runner twenty
1: forty nine to win sound mixing. I'll oh, do okay. Sound mixing in uh, that film was good. All right, so for
0: mi- for editing, you're gonna go should will for Dunkirk, or you're gonna say should Baby Driver, but will Dunkirk. Yeah. All right, and then mixing, you're gonna say, uh, for should Blade Runner twenty forty nine and will for I. Uh, Again, you got to remember, a lot of these academy voters probably don't know the difference either, so they're probably just going to pick the same movie or just say, "Oh, what's uh, the just, difference?" I, and pick I <laughs> just vote for the really, same thing.
1: I mean, the 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 sound the sound mixing, like the adjusting of sound levels, I don't really pay too much attention to unless it's very noticeable. Yeah, and I could sort of notice a big difference with Blade Runner, where there would be uh, where Denis Villeneuve likes uh, some of his conversations to be rather soft. But then, like, uh, the when the soundtrack hits in certain points, um, like when uh, Agent K is driving about the um, dystopia of uh, future America, like the the music's really loud. So it's like uh, the, the juxtaposition is very nice to see. All right. The film could be both subtle and extremely loud.
2: Colin, um, for both, I reckon. I think um, Baby Driver should win, but for both, yep. I reckon. Um, well, probably would win. Probably be either Dunkirk. Or or Blade d- I'm Runner. just going to say Dunkirk
1: would be the the will win for both standard and mixing.
0: All right. Okay, so I will move on. Well, we will. Sorry, it's just it, we've got three people in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry for being so ignorant. And this just me. Uh, visual effects. Blade Runner 2049. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Kong Skull Island. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And War for the Planet of the Apes. It's Blade Runner. It's got to be Blade Runner. Oh, uh, there, yeah. There's no... Yeah. Could be Guardians. No, I don't uh, think so. I think the only other the one The other be, one that holds a candle at with these
1: would, nominations would probably be War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I think
0: so. And that's oh. why I think they they might possibly give it to them because um, the previous two films in this new trilogy got nominated but they didn't win. Yeah. And I, I will say the effects have gotten better as each movie has yeah, progressed. Yeah, yeah. So but maybe the, they will give the it the to them here. The are looking better over time. <laughs> but... Come on! It's Blade Runner. Vi- Blade Runner's visual effects were just absolutely stunning, mm, though.
1: I, I I do think that Blade Runner would be the should win and will win.
0: I'm saying that too. Um, hmm. I reckon
2: Blade Runner would win. But I reckon maybe like Guardians
0: should win. Mm. You so Blade Run- So should Guardians will. Blade Runner. Blade Runner yeah. Okay. Right, next one we've got going up: makeup and hairstyling. First of all, does anyone know why there's only three nominees in this category? Because not it's a, really not, stupid. Not, not a clue. Because first of all, why the fuck is Shape of Water not on this list? Shape of Water should be. The Shape on of Water this. should be on this list. The the makeup that Doug Jones always has to do in all of his films, and it was excellent. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely excellent in The Shape of Water. Yeah. Not here for some stupid that's, reason. That's very
1: strange. So Shape of Water would win it. For sure, out of these three. Yeah, um, exactly.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we've got... Victoria and Abdul and Wonder, I don't really know much. Yeah, so the nominees are Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. Well, here's the thing. It's got to be... Darkest Hour, just because of the Gary Oldman fat yeah, suit. Stu- fat that's, suit. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. It, it's got to be, but I guess Wonder may take it because uh, the facial prosthetics that uh, Jacob Tremblay has on his fa- on that has to make him look, like have a deformity, that make him look like he has a facial deformity. Mm. They were really good, and it was actually like you couldn't actually tell that it was like Jacob uh, Tremblay underneath it. So, I think they did an excellent job there. But it's like the only thing in there. Whereas I guess it is as well. But I guess like. You yeah, usually see period pieces and stuff like that mm. in these categories, I, I mean. the
1: wheel, the, the will wins can easily be Darkest Hour. Yeah, but um, I, will should, say, I would probably I, say will. I would say
0: should should win is The Shape of Water, even though it's oh, not nominated. Yeah. So should win is The Shape of Water, but it it's not nominated. It's got to be Darkest Hour. Mm. I think so.
2: I reckon Darkest Hour should win.
0: It will. I reckon it absolutely will. That's Best... A bit,
1: that's be weird just... nominees
0: all right here we go yeah it's only it's only a recent thing too which is weird i remember it's been it it used to be five as well but for some stupid reason it's not Mm. anymore all right well this is probably another easy category best cinematography blade runner 2049 darkest hour dunkirk mudbound or the shape of water deacons 15th nomination he's finally got a win Mm. it it has to shoot should, uh, will, should Will Roger Deakins for Blade Runner. But pr- shout out to Mudbound cinematographer Rachel Morrison becoming the first ever female to be nominated in this category. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah, good,
1: good on her. I haven't seen Mudbound, unfortunately. I have. Darkest I, was, it,
0: was Darkest
1: Hour a pretty film anyway?
0: Not really. It's, it just, looks, it's it looks, very looks, great. Like, I like Joe Wright as a yeah. filmmaker, but like, I know he's obviously not the cinematographer, but it was his films usually have a lot of colour to them and Darkest hour, i know i know you're trying to show that it's wartime and that it, things are shit yeah, but man, yeah it was all it was all grey and yeah it didn't look terribly great but well but it did it work well with the film and it's yeah i guess so but i i i just didn't really think it could be nom- it's because really I,
1: uh, I mean it really you, just just making the the color grey and just grey seems like a very cheap trick to make people feel sad Yeah, i mean I know. they've done that in many films have done that in the past can't really uh, name any examples off the top of my head, but
2: uh, I mean, trust me, it's there. Um, I reckon probably Blade Runner because it's got a lot of contrast, like between mm-hmm. the bright neon lights of the you know metropolis compared yeah. to the um, dystopianness of like Las Vegas and yeah. those farms and that.
0: Yeah, it it, it there's really no competition here. Blade, mean, Runner 2049 Blade Runner twenty forty nine should get it as technically as the most. Would
1: be the most impressive in terms of cinematography, just because all the util- uh, techniques that were we'll utilized in that film.
0: Absolutely. So we're all going should will for uh, Roger Deakins with Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, probably. I think I think he will win it and he I should th- win. it, But I still like. Uh, I think I still he's like the cam- some of the camera work in The Shape of Water. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I find that um, in comparison to Blade Runner, I, d- I don't think there was much in the way of camera movement. Uh, they didn 't really need to be because uh um, the composition of the frames was uh, was so yeah, well it was done. magnificent didn't really need to move the camera but I, l- I liked how the c- how in some parts the shape of water the camera would sweep about especially in the in the beginning of the film they're showing off the um
0: yeah. the the environment which was really mm. nice wait just before we went back did the sh- did it say the shape of water was nominated for vi- no shape of water wasn't nominated for visual effects no, it wasn't. so here we go. Get rid of Kong Skull Island and put The Shape of Water in that. Why? why does Kong Skull Island have it? It's got I got a don't know. Big monkey, dude. It's, it's got a, a big, big monkey. monkey. But here's <laughs> the thing: the underwater effects in The Shape of Water were great. Mm. I think they were really, really excellent. Mm. And I mean, there was obviously a mixture of CGI and like real tanks as well. And to find out that film cost less than twenty million dollars as well. Is just absolutely really, fantastic. yeah. It was nineteen point five million was the budget for The Shape of Water. Jesus, they did very well. They did, they well did with extremely that. well. But back to cinematography, I think it's only real com- Deakins' only really com- real competition is Hoyt Van Hoytema for um, uh, uh, Dunkirk, which Dunkirk looks. I mean, oh, uh, I, I think yet you, again Dunkirk's similar to Darker Hour. I mean, when grey you when war you, film. Yeah, but when you have to strap an IMAX camera to the wing of a plane, mm. like that's. <laughs> Which is what Christopher Nolan and Ho- um, Van Hoytema had to do yeah. for this film. It's got, but I, I, just think Deacons I mean, as Blade Runner just looks absolutely magnificent, and it's going to be like a body of work Oscar for honestly
1: strapping the camera to the plane. that, that should yeah, be and more I'm, a, an IMAX camera as well. Yeah, you that you should be more a vi- of visual effects uh, thing than uh, no. cinematography, really.
0: No, visual effects these days just is CGI.
1: Fair now, enough, pretty much. To, well, to me, I would mm. see that as being a technical accomplishment. Although I don't, I mean, it is a technical accomplishment in the cinematography field. But you can sort of achieve a similar effect by just uh, putting a screen on the back, like a projection, like uh, how they used to do in the old war films. But <laughs> I mean, it won't it won't look as nice.
0: All right. Uh, moving on to costume design Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. It has to be Phantom Thread. It just. It, it, um. it, it has to be because. I mean, it's a film about <laughs> costume it's a film about costume design. And well, yeah, film it, it's going to be a bit of a joke if it doesn't win, ab- to be quite ab- honest. Yeah, but
2: was there anything
0: really special about those
2: costumes? Yeah, they looked yeah, well great. They, 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 they were supposed
1: to be special
2: in the film. Like each uh,
1: dress. Supposed to make the wearer feel very confident, and beautiful. I oh, think. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think they all looked real, and like no two were the same as well. They all looked. Yeah. They all looked magnificent. They all looked.
1: Yeah, I. I can understand. Uh, um, Phantom Thread winning costume design. Um, and, what are the other ones? Uh, I
0: think The Shape of Water is the only other one that could possibly. Yeah,
1: probably Shape of Water or um, Phantom Thread. I. I think
0: the should win and the will win would be Phantom Thread. Yeah, I'm i should will for Phantom Thread as well. But I
1: mean, just for just mm. for it being a period piece, all the clothing's yeah, like, era accurate. You
0: almost always see period pieces being nominated for costume design and mm. production design, like all but of that like, kind of stuff, uh, and makeup and hairstyling as like, well.
1: I uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson's period pieces. I think they're very good. Has he
0: made another? Well, I guess he made. Uh, Boogie Nights, which was set in the fifties, wasn't it? Or sixties? No, Seventies, 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 seventy. Boogie Nights, seventies.
1: Uh, what The Master was during post-war, the 40s,
0: like fifties, I think. Um, yeah,
1: it was like 50s. late forties, yeah, early fifties. Well, yeah. it starts. It starts, I think, late forties and transitions to the fifties. Yeah, I recently like watched over eight years passes in that mm. film.
0: I, I recently watched The Master for the first time. It is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, very good film. <laughs> the, the psychoanalysis scenes are absolutely bone chilling. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, Did yeah, you want to?
1: Oh, well, I was just, I was just trying to go through all the Paul Thomas Anderson period pieces, as there will be blood as well. As, oh yeah, uh, of course, of course.
0: Well, apart from Phantom Thread, uh, the Master is the only one I've seen. Mm. So let's move into some other big, like kind of big-ish film categories now. Best uh, animated feature: The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. Oh. It's Coco. <laughs> so, honestly. Boss Baby and Ferdinand get the fuck out of this category. Put Lego oh, Bat, put Lego F- Batman <laughs> and the Captain Underpants movie in here, and we'll all be good. I, I
1: want Boss Baby to win.
0: Oh no! It's <laughs> getting, I've, only, I've it's, only seen like ten
1: minutes of it.
0: The Boss Baby is getting a sequel and a Netflix series. That, that's well, brilliant. Well, everyone it's, gets a Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting a Netflix series yeah. uh, yeah, nowadays. They're announced, like. Yeah, uh, today I w- new shows this month. Just yeah, Netflix. I, I watched the I watched the first two episodes of the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Mm. It's not too bad, but I'm like, but the whole fun, the whole show is kind of making fun of Netflix and their platform. Oh, right. And like, but it's also kind of like, you know, Dol McHale when he was on the soup, like making fun of like reality TV and like pop mm. culture and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's not great at the moment, but I like, think, it's funny enough. I
1: think for animated feature, mm,
0: it's Coco. It's got to be Coco. Like Loving, seen Loving Coco. Vincent is, anima- is the animation in Loving Vincent is absolutely the beautiful. So that's a the old. story is, is just the really weak. Oil yeah. based, isn't it? Yeah, there's like 65, over 65,000 uh, yeah. oil paintings. That were, that were made up because they actually had the actors do their scenes and then the painters. Yeah, that's what it looked like actually. Mm. because you you notice they the, the characters they were playing actually looked a lot like the, the yeah. people in the paintings actually looked like the actors. That's because they actually got the the yeah. actors like. Did well, I, I didn't notice screen.
1: that, but it's just like the the way that it was filmed. It, it looked like they they filmed it like a live action feature. Um, yeah, because mm. it had a, a great sense of depth to it, and although I would have preferred if they if there were to just sort of. Uh, Animated from scratch, just yep. to see how that would go, but and that'd be a bit.
0: I have heard challenging. Uh, I have heard some great things about the Breadwinner, which looks yeah, great. I hear good things about because the I really want to watch. I really want to watch some um, Cartoon Saloon, which is the Irish uh, animation company which make those films, and I think they also made uh, Song of the Sea and The Secret of Kells, which I've heard oh, great yeah. things about as well. Same, but I can't seem to find it anywhere, and I really want to. But yeah, I think Coco has got this all wrapped up. It's Pixar, and Coco is actually really, really. Fantastic I'd, I'd, as well. I want another Pixar to win. <laughs> um,
1: I'm, I, well, Lego Batman should be nominated. I, th- I, I, yeah. I do think that Coco would be the, the wheel win. Coco or Bread winner. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of splitting both of those. Uh, no. But I want I want Boss Baby to win. I reckon
0: Ferdinand should win. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Colin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It looks pretty you, you, just,
0: you just loved it because John Cena. I haven't seen it. it but oh, I just... I was oh, watching this... Wait,
1: John Cena? John Cena is the voice of him. Oh, and, that's and amazing. You know yeah, he's oh, he's want, perfect
0: for an animated movie because, you know, you don't see him. Yeah. <laughs> John, John
1: Cena's I, in a... Do, do, in a, you, oh, a you've seen the film. Yeah, Blockers. Blockers. Oh,
0: it's, meant to looks looks be co- it's meant to be Cock Blockers, but yeah. I'm like... Oh, it was... It looks terrible.
1: That looks amazing. Looks I want to watch shit. that. I want to watch John Cena. I uh, play a parent in this
0: weird what? comedy team comedy film. I mean, it film. was. Uh, I mean, like
1: the only th- thing I realized th- watching th- that trailer, I'm
0: like, thing. I recognize one of the actresses in that film, like my, playing one of the kids. I'm like, mm. oh shit, you're an Aussie actress that was in Emo the Musical. Good to see you're getting work in Holly Hollywood. Question yeah. mark. Oh well, you're moving on somewhere. But yeah, Coco should will. There's no competition.
1: No, I'm. I'm. I. I. I want Boss Baby win or further in. Oh come now.
0: on, <laughs> calm the. F- no, <laughs> no. <As laughs> those, I, those those I'm, sound like a real fun. Ride, I'm those putting them down. Films. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> you know, stupid academy voters. They're like, oh, I didn't see it, but my kids loved it. And yeah. They're gonna... <laughs>
1: oh yes, I'm hoping for that. Hands crossed, let
0: Let's goddamn hope not. Uh, best foreign language film next. Uh, we've got a fantastic woman from Chile. We have The Insult from Lebanon, I believe. Mm-hmm. We have Loveless from Russia. We have On Body, On Soul, which I cannot remember the country which is from, so sorry I'm uh, pretty that. sure it's Hungary. Hungary, yeah. And The Square from Sweden. Mm. Uh, I think it's a fantastic woman because uh, Sony Pictures Classics almost always wins this category. Oh. Unfortunately, I haven't seen any of these think films. they pocket the Academy? Yeah. What was that? You think they pocket the Academy? No, they just almost always win. Mm. Maybe they just buy... I think they just buy distribution rights for really good foreign films. But A Fantastic Woman is playing at the moment. Have, have I still really s- want to see it. I have not I seen, haven't it seen it yet. The Square has just opened as well. I really mm. want to watch that. But you have seen one of the films on this list. and have seen You speak two. very... Ho- oh, you've seen two, okay. I've
1: seen Loveless and I've seen On Body and Soul.
0: Okay, and how are they?
1: I think they're very good.
0: All right. I've heard Loveless is like one of the most depressing movies ever made.
1: Oh, Yeah. Well, um I better not
0: spoil the film. But yeah, it is and uh it's the same same filmmaker from Leviathan, I yeah, believe, from yeah. Leviathan. With dude with uh, impo- incredibly impossible Russian name to pronounce, I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Although um yeah, Loveless is I I, I th- I'm not sure if it won uh, awards at Cairns. I heard it had a lot um I heard it was doing very well in regards of that so I'm, I'm i'd be i wouldn't be surprised if it were to take the oscar for this category loveless although i'd once on body and soul to
0: win okay um I, at the moment i'm thinking a fantastic woman will win and i'm just thinking for sure just because you speak very very highly of loveless i'm thinking that's probably what should win or the square because I've heard a lot of people. I've heard very mixed things about the square because won the Palm Door at Can last year, mm. and I've heard I've, I've heard some people love it. Some people I haven't heard anyone real really hate it, but I've yeah. heard some people say that it's pretentious. S- but it, that's poking fun at being pretentious, so it's being pretentious to make fun yeah, of like the that. art world, which and also but I, I don't know. So I'm going to say a fantastic woman will win, but I'm going to say Loveless should. Mm. What do you reckon, Cohen? Yeah, same. Same. Loveless should will a Fantastic Woman.
2: No, I reckon Loveless should win, but I reckon Fantastic Woman will get it anyway. So exactly mm. what
0: I just said. Yep.
2: <laughs> no, I'd really want
1: uh, On Body and Soul to win. I'm okay, what, sure
0: what is that about? Because I haven't actually heard oh, anything. Um, of. I think it's on Netflix at the moment, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I will double-check right now. So d- discuss what it's about, and I'll have a quick look.
1: Well, it's like a romance film between uh two uh, workers in a... um. What is it like an abattoir factory uh the the woman who is the protagonist she's like the uh, very socially awkward and kind of skittish and um she from from observing the, her coworker who lives across the street from her she learns how she can behave around him in a romantic sense
0: oh, okay um it must have been on. New, it must have been on there a couple of days ago, but it's not there anymore. Uh, but that's the thing with new, with Netflix. They've got a bunch of stuff nominated for Oscars at the moment. A couple of documentaries, and then they've got Mudbound as well. But they are not advertising it anywhere on their website, which yeah, is
1: they, insane. That's very strange. They should have uh, just a category. You'd think it would just be Oscar a nominees. huge banner across yeah. the
0: front, wouldn't you? All right. So that's foreign language film done. Next, we'll go through the two musical categories: best original score, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside Ebon, Missouri. First of all, I don't even remember the score for Three Billboards, Ebbing, Missouri. Get rid of that and put yeah. and put Oniothrix Point Never for Good Time in this category. That was oh. one of the best scores from last year.
1: Oh, if, if Good Time, if Good Time was on here, that that should. Definitely fucking it it win. should it win. Wouldn't, it wouldn't win. It, it I
0: wouldn't have to keep. I have to keep telling these guys <laughs> to like move their microphones either towards or away from them. Sorry, we just like to move our hands when we talk. Yeah, we probably should film this actually. Now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it.
1: Yeah, but go on with good to- like well, good times.
0: Definitely should have been nominated here. The the score for that just adds it shouldn't to have the- just been nominated. It should have won. Yeah, definitely won.
1: That's a that's a that film has a very impressive yeah. um, electronic score. I usually I'm not a huge fan of yep. uh, electronic scores and films. Uh, I guess it sort of depends on the era it's made. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the revival of the '80s synth, but good time. Well, I don't think it would be that kind of '80s synth. But no, good not time, at all. I mean, it's very. Uh, it's, it's not just it's not just um appetizing to listen to but it's uh it, it works with the film very well i mean it, it really gets the adrenaline going when there's uh something intense happening in the film that and also it it, it sounds it, it's the kind of uh sound that you'd think would be associated with taking lsd yeah, which is exactly. also referenced it, in the it film it really
0: adds to the frenetic and like the chaotic nature yeah, of the film too it's very good I and mean, also, good time on Netflix right now. If you're in Australia, PSA, go watch it right now. It's fantastic. Mm. But I'm thinking if if you take three billboards out of there and if we did put um, good time in there, I'm happy with any of those one, any of those winning, mm. to be quite honest, because Star uh. Wars, The Last Jedi, I think, that's one of John Williams' best work in years. Nah. I think the, sh- the, sh- the music and the shape of water is the, really the music excellent. is nice it, like the music and like everything else it makes it feel like a french it's, film it's it's it, very it, sweet music yeah, yeah it sort of
1: just lulls you into this uh, uh fantastic uh, fantastical sort of 50s uh, storybook-esque kind of world yeah it yeah it feels, like, feels
0: kind of like a weird kind of fairy tale or like you're watching like weird, a, a, like you're weird, watching a film from the french new wave yeah, almost with like the music it's, and it's a it's a weird
1: fairy tale that that has a, a touch of
0: Guillermo del Toro's grimness in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Dunkirk as well. I mean, Hans Zimmer's just—he's great for making these mm. big, kind of epic scores. And what he did with, like, adding just a little ticking clock at mm. certain points of the uh, in the score to, like, add yeah, add to, to the sense tension. of ur- urgency and to build tension. But then also, and this is kind of the one I'm hoping will win. Uh, Johnny. Uh, Ra- Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood's piano score mm. for Phantom Thread was I magnificent. Th- I want Phantom Thread to win. I want Phantom Thread to win here, Greenwood but I think should
1: have won for uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh I yes, think, when when he was nominated then, and I really love the score for the
0: master as well. His mm. work with the master. So I I'm.
1: His his work with uh, all the Paul Thomas Anderson films are really
0: you know, good. W- there will be blood was the first time he was yeah. the first collaboration I wasn't think it's,
1: it? Yeah, I I don't know if he's done the I don't know if he's collaborated with um uh, Anderson on Inherit Vice, he might have. I'm not sure. He okay, might have but um, I, I'm, I sort of I sort of think that since there will be blood because he's uh, he scored 3 of Anderson's films that I'm just assuming uh, that he scored all the films since then.
0: Okay. So for should for this one I'm going to go Phantom Thread, but for Will I'm I'm torn between Dunkirk or The Shape of Water. I'm not sure. I think because I'm basically I think just because of the uh because it won the globe, I'm going to say uh, Allah, uh I said Alejandro when we talked about this mm. in uh, like my best of. It's Alexander De Plot, who's also worked a lot with Wes Anderson, and I think he's worked with Guillermo del Toro a lot as well. Mm. I think he's going to win for Shape of Water, but I want Phantom Thread to win.
1: Yeah, I want Phantom Thread to win, but I don't think it's going to win because for some reason they don't like Greenwood. Oh, um everyone loves Radiohead, don't they? Yeah, everyone loves Radiohead, but the it seems like the uh the Academy are just like, eh, we're not big fans of Greenwood. <laughs> we we'll just we we'll just throw the award to some other random nomination. Um so I think the the should win easily Phantom Thread. Um, but the will win would probably be Dunkirk, I'm right.
0: assuming. Colin
2: Or in Star Wars
0: should win. Oh, yeah. okay. It it yeah. is it is John Williams' best work in years, I reckon. Yeah. And oh, his score yeah. for the post was pretty good too, but like that's, it doesn't deserve to be nominated, but it's pretty good. But apart from that, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, as I said, you would kick out three billboards there. I'm fine with any of those films winning, mm-hmm. but I would like Phantom Thread to win. But yeah. we all know that Good Time should have won. Oh yeah, Good Time, good should, time, should, definitely time should have been nominated.
1: nominated and won. they don't don't even need to nominate Good Time. They just just when they're calling out the winner, Good Time, and they'll just like throw the the um the award to the um. Composers.
0: all right moving on to best original song we have mighty river from mudbound mystery of love from call me by your name remember me from coco stand up for something from marshall and this is me for the greatest showman i want it to be oh. suffian stevens for mystery of love because that song is brilliant on its own and it complements. it actually like it kind of narrates the film and it just is that the song that plays that, at the end of the no film? that's the one in the middle like, you know, where they're on the bikes and like, because oh. it's that one. It was the one that was in the trailer, if you mm. remember, that one. It's an excellent song and it just encapsulates everything that that movie is about. And yeah, then the one at the bad. ending, Visions of Gideon at the end I is kind that, of I like... I think that song's better. But it's very end. repetitive though. So that's why I think they've they've gone mm. with Mysteries of Love. I So here here's what I'm going to say. Should Win is going to be Mysteries of Love, but I think Remember Me from Coco, which is also a good song, but I think that's going to win. Oh, um. But here's the thing: if the Greatest Showman fucking wins, I will throw a fit. I, want I to win. fucking <laughs> ha- I, want, I want. I want that to win. I, I know that you would throw a fit. Okay, look. A lot of people love The Greatest Showman. I have no idea why. That movie is a hot piece of glittered dog shit. I hate it. I really <laughs> hate it so much. It is the most manipulative piece of crap I have ever seen. And honestly. I did a Stardust reaction to this, a Stardust plug coming towards the end but of this. But it looks uh,
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, pretty much. I And a, a couple of people uh, got a bit angry at me on the Stardust app for this. I did a reaction to The Greatest Showman where I rated it one star. And I got the cl- I got a clip from How I Met Your Mother. Mm. And it was the one where the, it's from the episode where there's that movie that's ba- like pretty much based on Ted's life and mm. like and like everyone loves it's a piece of crap movie but everyone around him absolutely loves it and he hates it mm. and he he, he like he, he's around a bunch of his friends that they're all talking about it and then he's just like you want to know something about that little movie you all love it sucks and you're all stupid for liking it <laughs> that's exactly how i feel about the greatest showman it is the most manipulative piece it pretends to be this celebration of Fucking, you know, of of mm. of difference and of like people that are di- they're different and dis- and people with disabilities and stuff like that. That's a load of horse shit. Mm. It is pretty much because just uh, what's it, Barnum. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, he was a prick. His, um... If you want to have one of those musicals like that that celebrates differences, you can do that. Just don't use PT Barnum. Mm. Just don't do it. Oh, I hate it. I'm I'm getting a guest on. We're gonna have a full on fucking rant. He, but, he loved it. The,
1: I fucking despise but it. Sean, it's a f- it's a fun film. Just just ignore the, the songs aren't even that good. I- ignore the historical. The songs context. aren't even that
0: good. This is me. Is a fine song. And yes, it does kind of capture the message of mm. the movie. The mes. It's it's really not about difference. It's really you just oh, think I of it like
1: it. Uh, Ridley Scott's uh, 1942. Uh-
0: 1984 wasn't it? No, no, 98... oh, No, he didn't make 1984.
1: Sorry, 1490. Did I say 1490?
0: 1492.
1: Yeah, it's 1492. The one on Christopher Columbus. Uh,
0: don't don't
1: pay attention to that fil- the film's inaccuracy, Honestly, it's historical ac- <laughs> inaccuracy. Just just become immersed. The, the greatest into the showman.
0: I, I, I'm going to go on record here. The greatest showman is more historically inaccurate than fucking 300. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that.
1: 300's not extremely. Uh, historically inaccurate, though uh, it so is,
0: it really uh, is. is. Wait, what? I, I it's like t- I it's it like five percent accurate to what well, actually happened.
1: No, uh, this is the weird thing. I, I I saw something where a person was claimed that was, oh, there were parts of it that were. Was re- that Frank I, I, Miller? No, it wasn't Frank Miller. But the the whole, the three hundred Spartans. What uh, was? Were they defending that pass? I don't think. That, I don't think that ever happened mm. but like and there wasn't 300
0: there was more like 7000 yeah
1: it was something like that it's
0: greek propaganda essentially yeah so, oh well
1: it, i mean it, it wasn't even supposed to be a a historically accurate it wasn't yeah, like an historically yeah. accurate film based on a real thing it was just sort of uh, retelling a legend but i hear that um some parts parts of it like the who were who they? They uh, fighting against Persians. the Persians. Apparently, they did use stuff like wooden, like basket shields, because uh, they had a large army, but they weren't yeah. very wealthy, so they couldn't afford to give everyone like suitable yeah. weapons. <laughs> just and apparently, the, the the method of training is sort of true. Uh, what they did, uh, the Spartans. Anyway,
0: we've got a bit off topic here, but just oh. getting back to the greatest showman. Something I didn't lo- like about this movie as well: the songs are forgettable, and they're f- for s- for something that's set in. F- for something uh, that's set in the of turn film, of... By but the way. Here's the thing. Something set in the turn of the century, mm. the music is way too fucking modern. And it the doesn't work. The, the it, film looks super modern. But here's the thing. Because because you're using a real-life person like P.T. Barnum, like this movie wants to be Moulin Rouge, but the reason why Moulin Rouge works is because it's in a weird fantasy land. It's not based in reality. And that's mm. why like the modern songs in that movie kind of work. In this one, it just doesn't. Mm. And this is me. Yeah, it's it, it sucks. And I, I don't like it. It's just because it's a catchy song and, like, it's inspirational and all this shit. Pop music is rubbish. It is, yeah. it really is. And My- Mysteries of Love is a beautiful song that be- that just absolutely encapsulates everything that Call Me By Your well, Name unfortunately is about. I can't and The Greatest Showman that song that doesn't. Well. But I think Remember Me will you I can Wolverine. remember
1: the song at the end of the film.
0: Like, I can understand that maybe getting. Well, because it's very b- it's very repetitive, all though. It's just, is it a video? <laughs> that for the entire oh, yeah. goddamn <laughs> thing. While Terry Chalamet balls his eyes out spoilers but <laughs> yeah but it, i mean it was effective at least i thought it was it really was but i think uh, yeah in terms of songs i think mysteries of love mystery of love should win but coco will because coco does the same thing with remember me it's it Coco's
1: and, definitely gonna win because i think so um but i want i want uh, <laughs> you want <laughs> sufjan
0: to win huh you want sufjan to no win? i want the greatest show oh go fuck yourself <laughs> Colin, come on, man.
2: Uh, I reckon Coco should win, but I reckon um, Mystery of Love would probably win.
0: Yes, thank you. I really, really hope that wins. Come on, Oscar voters, if you actually pay attention to movies, just Sophie gonna, and Stevens deserve to win. going to all
1: their votes and just by mere chance, uh, The
0: Greatest Showman's cool. going to win. God, I fucking hope not.
2: It's only like the second or third favourite film that wins. Yeah.
0: Jesus. Uh, Okay, getting into... We might as well get into screenplay now. First, we have adapted. Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Mm, Call Me By Your Name. I reckon Logan should win. Call Me By Your Name is going to win. I've
1: only seen two of those. Um,
0: Should and will, Call Me By Your Name. The
2: Disaster Artist should win.
1: Uh, No, no, I don't think it should. I I think... I think calling by your name is probably gonna win because I don't know, I don't have a clue how good the writing is in Mudbound. Molly's game or Disaster Artist, but I can well, easily say that it's
2: better well, than. Well, uh, done Logan.
0: I'll I'll go through some of these. I'll I'll go through this list. I'll go I'll go through this. The Disaster Artist, uh, I don't know, possibly. I want Disaster Artist to win though. Lo Logan, I can kind of see and like. I guess that's kind of a nomination just because they probably wanted to put one comic book film. In there mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Molly's game, probably just because it's Sorkin'. I guess it's really well written and very snappy, but it gets very, very snor- uh, s- snorkin'. Snarky. It's, yeah, very Sorkin' Snarky or uh, Snorky, if you want to uh, call it. Yeah. Snorky, it's pretty much, yeah, it's just... What about Mudbound? Mudbound. My, my, know, my issue with Mudbound, Mudbound, the first hour is a complete slog. Way too really? much is happening. It's ridiculously... Somehow, way too much is happening and it's ridiculously boring. Then the actual movie starts about an hour into the film and now from there on, it it's, it's two hours and 14 minutes long. Jesus. But hey, here's, the thing. First, like first hour here's the thing. What sounds to be crap. The first hour is really slow, really boring. A lot happens, yet it feels like nothing happens. Then an hour into the film, the actual film starts happening and it's close to perfect. The the la- the, the second strange, half of the film man. is almost perfect, but the first half is drags that movie down so much.
1: Yeah. You do you could, think? Do you think what if they just made the film like an hour and twenty
0: minutes? They just cut the first. You could half have cut out? the first hour out completely, <laughs> and it I still felt. would have worked. Well, you could have condensed it down to about ten minutes, I think, mm. and it would have been fine. But they didn't, and that's the reason why I think. Which I haven't seen beasts of no nation, but I don't think that Netflix has made a truly great. Original film yet. Mm. I don't. They haven't yet because Mute as well just came out and it's. I liked it. A lot of people don't, but yeah, a lot I can of see. Don't. I can see why people it wouldn't. Looks very fun though. It, it, a lot of people were really bored by it. I found that I was bored by the second hour, but the first hour I was really invested. I was super invested in the first hour, and then I what was it
1: boring. See. I thought it was going to be like a weird, silly sci-fi action film. I no, one, not one, really. One thing that I heard about one big complaint about Mute is that they, it doesn't even like it doesn't even need its uh, sci-fi setting. No, it, like it's just the. It's one of the best parts of the movie, though. It's <laughs> I know it's it, it makes the film look nice, but it's just it's kind of pointless.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but
1: and I think that's hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here I'm gonna say, should will call me by your name.
1: Okay, calling you by your name is probably going to win, but I want the disaster artist <laughs> to win. <laughs> All right.
2: Cohen? Uh, I reckon calling your name um, Even though I haven't win. seen the disaster artist, I want it to win. I reckon it will win. Yeah. Call me by your name will win yeah. and should win. All
0: right, now we get to original screenplay. Uh, the Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, or Three Billboards Outside of Ebon, Missouri. Who um, do we think here?
2: I reckon Lady Bird should win.
0: Ooh, okay. Uh, Lady Eric? Bird's
1: probably going to win.
0: I don't th- I think uh, I haven't seen
1: it. I, I hear people love it for the ride. Right, I hear the strongest aspect of that film is the riding. Yeah, I it is. I, but I it
0: falls into it falls into the trap of like, or the convention of like, oh, like I guess it's a high school movie. And it kind of has to happen, but like. But the trope that, the trope of like oh i start hanging out with the cool kids and now my friends oh, hate yeah, me now yeah, and that yeah, takes know, up that, like 20 minutes of the movie yeah, that does
1: happen in the film the film looks very run and mill also you school. may be
0: not like kit timothy chalamet in a movie he's a bit of a dick in that film and i didn't like that well,
1: that that film looks very um like a run of the mill uh, coming coming of age high school film it really it but is but like it's it's the, it's, it's the, executed quite well but that bit that ex- bothered me a bit because i i hear the directions a bit like I don't know, mediocre. I, uh, I, I think the direction's
0: fine. I think, it, uh, I think yeah, it is worthy fine. of a nomination. It's just I think that.
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh,
0: it's not uh, flashy uh, or anything. It's, it's not just. Very bold is the, is Well, when, when you're a f- first time directing, you don't need to really impress a whole lot. Yeah, I know.
1: It just, it just uh, this, this that uh, Lady Bird just had a heap of uh, positive critical acclaim. It really did, yeah. And I, I haven't seen it. It is a tad but I, but overrated, I really, but I can understand I really why people I, love it. I really think when I do watch it, I'm probably just not going to like it because I, I just have this really high bar, and I'm just going to be like, oh, this, this, this film felt really average. But I hear the the characters are written quite well. Well, here's like what Lady I Bird, the the dialogue <laughs> between Lady Bird and her mother. Yeah, so that they're
0: really good. good. I will say, I'm glad the Big Six got the Big Sick got nominated. Mm-hmm. It's not going to win mm-hmm. though. Uh, I think that I think that Get Out. I want Get Out to win. No, I don't want. I personally either. want Get Out to win because I, really I think like that was one get of the most Out, original and most inventive films of last year. I really enjoyed. Honestly, it. Honestly, Get.
1: Mm. It, I, I will give Get Out this. Out of all those films, it's probably the most interesting, like one in, in terms of just its writing. Uh, although. Well, mm, maybe, a lot of people, maybe the second one uh, for a film that has uh, the most original strange writing would be Three Billboards because that, that film was just Well, weird, that's what I reckon's really going to win. That's what I reckon's going to win. It's going to yeah. win because
0: everyone loves Martin McDonough and his plays and his films. And, that, like and, that. and 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 which which I don't like because I think that the the scripts are the weakest parts of his films uh, because the tone the tones of the film especially how he deals with yeah. comedy and the I violence just I, it just doesn't really mesh very well
1: I'm not a big fan of his humor he's, he's a bit he just seems a bit juvenile it's a bit weird me saying this I mean thing. some
0: of the, com- the a lot of the comedy in 3 billboards is actually quite funny well I, he, but, just, he likes to randomly throw the word cunt in then it's it's just <laughs> stupid
1: <laughs> I mean the, the like big deal, yeah, Lord. You're using the word cunt. I not can give two fucking shits. <laughs> mm. you
0: just,
1: you just, but
0: yeah, I think like, maybe I think it's either going to be three billboards or it might be The Shape of Water, which takes it. Well, but I the,
1: I kind of yeah. want three billboards to win because there are some parts of that film I really like and other parts that i just like, yeah, for we- that's just stupid. But I, yeah, but like despite that, I, I would hmm. probably want it to win. Like I but really, I, I think Ladybird's gonna win. Like Colin. I
0: I really could have done with the scene without uh Sam Rockwell going into like the um advertising office and throwing the dude out I of the window. That. And I then that uh scene. like uh what, what what did he do? Like he oh, yeah, sucker yeah, yeah. punched a girl in the f- in the yeah. nose.
1: Yeah. I I liked all that. I thought um, that was great. <laughs> it was a bit of a cliche, you know. It was
2: really cool. super racist. Was in the I South thought that movie.
1: was I thought but that was hilarious. Yeah, but that ba- he that, that he was characterised like that, like oh, he's this he's this misogynistic, uh, simple-minded racist, lives uh, with his mum, southerner though. that lives with his mum, who's a <laughs> uh, uh, mum. who appears to be an idiot for most of the film, but then he's yeah, ends she's up smarting up. Yeah, uh, in the end, which I, I like. completely
0: forgot about that mother character too. She she's actually really good in that. I like
1: her in that. Yeah,
0: she tells him what to do. Yeah, and but. And just,
1: it's funny because he's like he's really, it, it's, that sort of adds like a layer that the uh, um, Sam Rockwell's the way that he is because of how his mother raised him. Yeah, exactly. Him. And um, I, I sort of like when when he be, when he starts to change his behavior a bit more. He, he doesn't listen to his mother so much. Sort of just does his own thing, which is
0: nice. All right, just back onto uh, the Shape of Water. I think this this could win, but have yeah, you heard have you heard about what's happened with this like the the possible plagiarism with the Shape of Water? Oh, I heard about of that. like there's so this play so from the so '60s or yeah, the '70s about right. a about like a woman a a woman that falls in love with a dolphin mm. or something like that, and the dolphin becomes like self like becomes sentient or. Guess or yeah. it's very similar to this, and I saw a video today saying that the film with uh, Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks film Splash, where he falls in love with a mermaid, I is very similar to the <laughs> shape of water uh, as well. Really. Yeah, you like Splash? Mm-hmm.
1: I could, I could, it's cheesy 80s movie,
2: yeah, pretty cheesy.
1: I could, I could see that, uh, although. I think it's different enough to not be seen as straight plagiarism.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that just reminds me. Uh, one of the funniest reviews I read for *The Shape of Water* was a person that hated it. They didn't even credit Vanessa Taylor, who was Guillermo's co-writer what of the did they film.
1: Say like Lady Fox a
3: Fish, boring.
1: It was end. something like that. But then he
0: also said, "This is the work This is Benicio del Toro's worst film to date." Uh, Bene- yeah exactly he said know. Benicio del Toro oh Benicio
1: oh, I didn't even, I, I, I just oh that. what, an, what a
0: moron uh, I think that might have been Armand White I don't know he's like the worst film critic of all time
1: Armand White oh he's hilarious <laughs> are he's you silly. kidding me I love Armand White he's, but, he, but he's a moron <laughs> he's a fucking moron he's a, well he's a moron because like
0: <laughs> it's Armand White and Lights Camera Jackson those are the two oh, worst I film critics Lights co- Camera Jackson is like a 17 year old film critic he says yeah he's terrible and he's he rated all the pixar films and he had the cars trilogy at like one two and three (laughs) he's a fuckhead and he went to a trump rally too
1: is he did he do that as a joke but um no he genuinely loves cars the film the pixar film see the weird thing with armin white is that no one can really tell what he likes because he does he he like anything well oh no he liked bright
0: i read his bright review and i like well you're a moron no 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 no. bright that's uh, that's uh, that's Armin, think, Armin, well, you think Armand White, Armin White, is a character? Do you think?
1: I, Armin White's a character. I'm very sure that that's the case. I'm pretty sure. You think he's like the me. Alex
0: Jones of film criticism?
1: Oh uh, wait, I don't get.
0: Uh. Oh, you don't know who Alex Jones is? Oh, Info I, know, I Wa- remember him. Info Wars guy. Yeah,
1: that 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 radio dude. <laughs> um, oh, I guess. But but Alex is Alex Jones a persona? Well, no. You know, his lawyers um, were
0: trying to say that he is, and he's like, "No, I genuinely believe everything I say." Like, <laughs> Alex Jones is not a character; the fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: um, Alex Jones is amazing. Um, I'm, I'm in white. I'm I, very, I have I'm, Alex very jo- su- I'm very sure that uh, his that his pen name that that's just uh, that's just a character that he's putting up. I'm i he's, he's contrarian on purpose. Well, he's mo. Well, He's not always contrarian. Sometimes he, he, he goes to the flow, but most of the times he's, he's quite contrarian. I'm very sure that most of his reviews, uh, just him uh, just being contrarian for the sake of contrarian as a joke, which I find hilarious. Although it's a bit of a shame that like some of his reviews are just stupid. It's fucking <laughs> straight nonsense. It's just like, mate, the, the, the amount hell, of times that, I've, the, the the of I can times that I've
0: exited one of his articles i've read like three lines i'm like oh fuck this and just well exited. I,
1: just, I i find it entertaining to read because it's just so it's ridiculous like he just go he just rambles and starts talking about something else because he has <laughs> to make he has to turn things political it's really dumb like, just talk about the movie All you right. idiot and, yeah. and but I, I love his review on jack and jill how 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 he, he praises that film for um, promoting good values, uh, family values. Oh uh, come <laughs> on!
3: <laughs> and I think uh, he
1: said something like it had like a pro communist theme go- running. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad God. there are, I'm glad there is someone out there that <laughs> <laughs> that re- that reviews films like this.
0: All right, back to original screenplay. You were mentioning someone that mentioned something for like two sentences and then go, just goes rambling off topic to go mm. on rants, which is what you just did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best original screenplay. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to be the successor to Armin White. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. W- should Get Out Will Three Billboards? Hmm. I reckon Ladybird should win, but I reckon um,
2: probably Get Out or Shape of Water would win. Hmm.
1: Oh well with me I, I think Ladybird's gonna win, but I want three billboards to
0: win. Okay. Now we get into the acting categories. Supporting actress, uh Mary J. Blige in Mudbound, Alison Janney in Itonia, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf in Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Who do we reckon? I um, think I think Wait, is this supporting? This is a supporting? This it's a two horse race between Metcalf and Janney, I think.
1: Oh, I haven't seen
0: I, Tonya. I, it? I, Tonya is good enough. Like there's a lot of like, it's done like in a pseudo like, yeah, documentary, like documentary style. And there's a oh, bit, there's is, a, is there's a lot of fourth wall. One? There's a lot of like fourth wall breaks, oh. which don't always work. Mm. But the, I, I think it was a really interesting way to tell the story and it was really well edited. And I've just realized we forgot to do the ones for film editing, which we'll yeah. get to next. I was about to say. But yeah, I think, I think Metcalf is a lot better and like it's a, It's like Alison Janney isn't in it a lot, but she steals almost every scene that she's in. But I think that Laurie Metcalf is the better performance. I think, Mm. but I think because everyone's talking about Alison Janney and everyone's kind of dipped off Laurie Metcalf a little bit, I think should is Laurie Metcalf, but will is Alison Janney. Um. hmm. Yeah, I've only seen. And Les- Leslie Manville out. was the sister, if you were yeah, wondering. That's yeah. What I was thinking. she uh, was an interesting character she was in that an film.
1: <laughs> I, I'd say she was fine, but do I don't think it was amazing. Do you think that Vicky no, just, Vicky Cripe
0: just... should have been nominated instead of her? Then uh, who the was? the Luxemburg the actress from Luxembourg that played the love interest or like oh because the... I think um, she was excellent in the film as well.
1: Yeah. I uh, well, I I think her and and Day Lewis are really good, actually. They were very convincing.
3: Hmm. Any no, idea? I'm just gonna
1: just throw random suggestions. Um, I guess the will win. Uh, I could I could see the will win being a three way tie between um Phantom the actress for Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, or Shape of Water, but uh I guess I'd want Allison Janie to win for I Tonya.
0: Okay, so you, you should is Alison and Jenny and who is Will, or uh, do you have it the other way?
1: Um, no, yeah, that's that's the way that I was wondering. Should would be Alice and Jenny and then Will would probably be. you know, I really can't f- uh, provide a straight answer. To what I think, I, I, I'm just going to say, Ladybird, right? Uh, uh, Laurie Metcalf. I think uh, she'll get it.
0: All right, so I'm the opposite to you, so... I reckon
2: Leslie should win from Phantom Thread.
0: Mm, okay, and
2: who will? Uh, who will? Um, probably Octavia.
0: Really? Because yep. sh- her character's probably the... Wee- like, out of all of the supporting performances in there, she kind of has the role that Didn't doesn't... Didn't she win an d- Oscar for the, uh, the, the help. help? The Help, yeah. and she was nominated for Hidden Figures last year, yeah. and it was the same thing. I think she was the one, the least... Uh, impressive of the three actresses that were in that movie I think in, that in the hell in no in three, three hidden figures oh. last year I almost said hidden fences which was the joke that everyone had last year mixing up fences and mm. hidden figures you know because people are racist um, <laughs> or they just don't know what, they're either marginally racist or they just don't know what movies are the same people that um, can the, the, the same the same people that they thought that
1: all black Films of black people are the same. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and also people saying that uh, Black Panther, like the people saying, finally a good uh, uh, after seeing Black Panther, like finally a film with an all-black cast from a black director. That's amazing. I'm like, uh, uh Moonlight. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I always uh, think Any Spike Lee movie. Yeah, and in uh, twelve. What
1: was it? Twelve years a slave. Yeah, twelve years a slave, part. and
0: yeah, Steve a Steve McQueen movie like McQueen, Twelve Years a Slave, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: All wait, all black? It wasn't all black cast. Oh well, uh, amazingly black cast. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Like I'm fair enough. I was about to say I had the uh, Freeman in there. Um, Mm. uh, But I, I guess it was like, what was he? He was like uh, comedic relief, basically.
0: Mm. I guess so. But oh, that that moment in Black Panther where he starts speaking and the guy just starts barking barking at him, Mm. I thought that was funny. (laughs) All right, so. I reckon, well, we said editing because we actually accidentally skipped this category. So, best film editing. Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tonya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. I want Baby Driver to uh, win so badly for this. Yeah, Baby Driver. I want Baby Driver to win for this. The editing, like, as you said, along with the sound. The way that, I like, it just works I, so perfectly I would want, together.
1: I'd want Baby Driver also to win. Um, but I think... I I, I think, really I'd, see Dunkirk winning. I see Dunkirk one.
0: winning as well, I strongly but strongly like think that, that's my win. second choice because again a movie like Dunkirk is usually about three hours long. The fact that like there is no there isn't a single wasted moment in Dunkirk, and why would you say that
1: it'd be three hours long? Because it's sort of it's just it's a kind of a big war epic. It's and, a big and, and the way I, that I, it's know, told. I know it's a big war epic, um, and there's three storylines that are all spreading from a different amount of time, like one. Would be over a day. One was over uh, a week. One a couple of hours. I think it was.
0: Yeah. One. One was a week. One was a day. One was one hour.
1: Yeah. And the one hour was in the plains, wasn't it? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think it. That's the thing. It's out of sequence. Like it's a not, It's a movie told out of sequence. Yet it can still piece it together, and it actually does make a whole mm-hmm. lot of sense. And it's an interesting way to tell a story. And as I said, yeah, the, fact that, the, the fact that, the fact that the film is almost so compact. In that, like, there is not a single moment that goes to waste in that film. Every single scene has a I point mean, it's, that it's furthers the story. Break,
1: it's pretty breakneck uh, in yeah. terms of uh, pacing.
0: Mm. So that's so why... There
1: is, really isn't any time to
0: rest. So I think I'm happy with either Baby Driver or uh, Dunkirk. I'm going to say should and will. As much as I love Baby Driver, I think should will Dunkirk.
2: Mm. I reckon Baby Driver should, but Dunkirk will probably get it. All
0: right. Mm. What do you reckon, Eric?
1: Uh, as I said before, I'd want Baby Driver to win. So that would be my should, but Dunkirk's
0: definitely going to take
1: it. Yeah, I've got a feeling. I think Dunkirk's I got it. There. Like, that's one that I could, like for certain, say that that's he's, uh, with. Just against all those other nominations, I, Tony haven't seen. Shape of Water.
0: Shape Editing, of Water Editing, does Editing, go in. it.
1: It, um, same, same with three billboards. They don't do anything interesting in terms yeah. of editing. That's just the, that's I will, the problem.
0: I will yeah. say with Shape of Water though, because I rewatched it yesterday, mm. and that's why my thoughts of Shape of Water have been like quite mm. on the on the nose. But um, I think the Shape of Water is very, very well paced. Like it feels a lot shorter than two hours. I found like mm. it's very even. It's actually very quick too. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think yeah, Dunkirk is should will. Mm. All right. Uh, best supporting actor. In, I was about to say Best Supporting Actor in a lead role, but that doesn't make any sense. So Best Supporting Actor, you've got Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer in Fuck You, Kevin Spacey, the movie, otherwise known as All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I,
1: I want to watch the, the version of All the Money in the World with... Kevin Spacey with all the f- <laughs> with all the funny makeup. On I, his I face. mean, it,
0: that's amazing though. The fact that they had they shot that over like two weeks, like Thanksgiving, uh, two weeks. Re- they reshot all those scenes with Christopher Plummer. And yes, the pay dispute. The you heard about the pay dispute. The like for the reshoots, Mark Wahlberg got paid a hundred one point five million dollars, and Michelle Williams got less than like eighty thousand, oh, or like really? she got she didn't even get that. She got like less than. $80 a day or something. I think she only got like $1,000 or something for the reshoots and Mark Wahlberg got all this... Why,
1: why'd she get that much? Why'd she
0: get... Well, how much did she I get guess paid before? I too? think uh, it's sexism in Hollywood, man. And also, mm. because Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams come under the same agency as well, so I guess there's oh. something wrong with that. But then That's Mark weird. Wahlberg later um, uh, donated, I'm pretty sure, one point f- donated the money he got in the reshoots. I think he donated that to the, um, uh, that, the campaign. I can't remember if it's the... It's like for some uh, uh, women's advocate campaign, I'm pretty sure. So that was really nice sh- of him. But I think that so was kind of a face-saving exercise. I think just yeah, to yeah. like make sure that like he's not a big dick. Even though I think Mark Wahlberg is a little bit of a dick in real life. You know, uh, for well, getting you know assaulting it, a Vietnamese grocer. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, that's, that's that's very strange. I reckon Willem Dafoe. Here's the thing. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is awesome in the Florida Project. He It's a very different role. He's not doing like a cartoony villain. He's kind of like the nice, the, the nice, but like, oh, but very, I like his the cartoony very stern, villains. the very, yeah, I know he's great. Mm. He's great as cartoony villains. And I just, I'd love to see his acceptance speech if he wins too. Uh, that would be great. And he's Lord the...
1: Willem amazing. I don't think he's ever delivered a terrible role. No, he hasn't. He's been in bad movies, he's but been he's in been bad in... bad movies, but he's been the best thing in bad movies. He definitely
0: has. And first of all, Woody Harrelson, get the fuck out of this category. I mean, I really don't think that you should be in this. You know who should be in his place? Barry Keoghan in The Killing of the Sacred Deer oh, should be in this yeah. category instead of Woody you know. Harrelson. Wait, what are we looking at? Uh, Supporting uh, actor, actor, actor. Woody Harrelson. He's only in the movie for like 30 minutes and then he has one of the funniest suicides I've seen in a film ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts a bag on his head I with know. like a note on yeah. the back. <laughs> wait, what, Shoots what, what, next to a horse. Yeah. Oh, spoilers for three billboards. It's like oh, wait, 30 minutes did, into did, the what movie. Did, what, did, what,
1: did, what did that say? Um, it, was like that d- tell, don't, it was like, tell don't the boys. The oh, yeah. Don't open
0: the bag and tell the boys, I think yeah, it said. Yeah.
2: The girls, mm, this
0: is interesting. Um, I think it's I think I, it's I, Sam I cl- Rockwell. I think should is Willem Dafoe, but will is Sam Rockwell. Cause and
1: I, I kind of want two people to win. I want Willem Dafoe to win, and I kind of <laughs> want Sam Rockwell to win. Do
0: you think they'll give it to Kevin, uh, uh Christopher Plummer just to get at Kevin Spacey even more?
1: Because that would be no, great. they should just give it to Kevin Spacey for being in the boss, baby.
0: Imagine if Christopher Plummer went up in his, his acceptance speech and said, I'd like to thank Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Forgive for you know mm. being a absolute sh- piece of shit human to give me this role to get me my second Oscar. So thank you. Mm. But no, yeah, Defoe should will Rockwell. I, I who would win? I
1: think Rockwell's is gonna win because didn't he win the Globe?
0: He won the Globe and he's won the Bafta and like all the other awards. Yeah, he's pretty probably much. gonna win. I it. think he's been on a hot streak. I think
1: with he deserves kind of stuff. it. Um, but I. Okay, I'm gonna say the will win would be Sam Rockwell and the should, but I still, I still, I wouldn't mind if they gave it to Rockwell, um, because, cause I could see Defoe and Rockwell being equal footing, but I'll just say my should would be Will and Defoe.
0: All right, but be- we,
1: we all know that if 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 Kevin Spacey did uh, play his role originally in All the Money in the World and complete it, we we all know they would win for sure.
0: No. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I wonder if, just because we'll talk about the actual ceremony, because Jimmy Kimmel is hosting again this year. How many stabs at Harvey Weinstein are they going to be at the Oscars, do you think? Well, Probably
1: heaps. There there were stabs in the past, but like everyone's... Well, last year it was
0: all Trump. It was all Trump last year, so now it's all going to be on Harvey Weinstein. But um, what's his
1: his name? Seth MacFarlane had made stabs at... Harvey Weinstein oh, award ceremony. He ages did, ago. didn't he?
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. I guess, um, and also, um, Casey Affleck not presenting the award for our next category that we're going to do because you know, after all the assault uh, sexual yeah. allegations, he's respectfully stepped down and is not going to be attending the Oscars and not going to be presenting that award. Mm. And I'm pretty sure... I think it's Jennifer Lawrence and somebody else is going to be presenting it. Mm. can't remember. but oh, That reminds me. Wasn't
1: there some weird controversy where Jennifer Lawrence didn't like phantom thread? Like she just turned it off after three minutes. Yeah, som- I read that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's
0: strange. Yeah, I think she lemon lord that movie. Well, I mean. it was
1: weird because uh, she said, oh, uh, this film sucks. Uh, couldn't even... S- uh, uh, well, there was a minutes, reason behind it, which people, I can't exactly remember. And then, but people, was, then a lot of people got were really mad at that. And then she's just like, oh, I, I apologise. Phantom Threat is good.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, Best Actress in a Leading Role, which Casey Affleck will not be presenting tomorrow night in, mm. in the US, I guess. But will not be presenting tomorrow at the awards ceremony. So we've got Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Robbie in I, Tonya, Cisha Ronan in Ladybird and... The annual Meryl Streep uh, <laughs> nomination for The she Post. She can't win. She can't. The, she Post, can't win for the Post. Here's the thing The Post is an ensemble performance because mm. that movie has an incredible cast and she's good. Like, she's great as always, but Oscar worthy? No. Mm. Absolutely not. You know what? Yeah, get her out of this one and put Je- Jessica Chastain in this category for Molly's Game. She was absolutely Was she good great. again? She is very good. But she you, was snubbed you, last year for Miss Sloane. Yeah, that's right. I was, was going again that. You really liked
1: her in uh, Sloane last
0: yeah, year. Yeah, she was excellent in Miss Sloane. And I guess you could put Amy Adams in her place last year as well. Like, either of those Eternal two. Eternal e- either, of, either of the really attractive redhead actresses put in either they Amy they Adams or um, Jessica Chastain. They have something against redheads, I think. I think so, yeah. Well, no, Emma Stone won last year.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I I guess they I I guess they're only five you can
0: only have one redhead a year. Yeah, only, only, only one he- redhead nominated a year and the I don't only, even know if there is one this year. Really big there isn't there isn't even there isn't redhead nominated oh, this year. Oh gosh. What's going on? What is it's the just, Academy coming to? They're, they're being, uh, redhead Lives Matter.
1: Yeah, they're, they're excluding redheads now. How dare they?
0: Oh, unbelievable. I reckon... Well, it's McDormand. It has to be McDormand. Like, she is excellent well, in the film. Yeah, she's great. No, like she's able to bring woman. this really kind of strong and, like, you know, real hard-nosed persona, but yet being See, very this, kind this of vulnerable and, like, broken all at this, the same this, time. This, this That's what I really with, loved about uh, her character. This Uh
1: McDormand. When, when I was watching Free Billboards, I was kind of annoyed with her at the start because she was, like, a snarky 12-year-old kid saying all yeah. this <laughs> stupid shit, uh, or like, I don't know, really obvious stuff. And I was like, oh, God... I hope I I hope she's not like this for the whole film otherwise and I'm just going to yeah, be whole time. yeah she actually goes time. through but but she changes and and she become you her character yep. becomes more human and you're right vulnerable Also what, still, uh, uploading this what I didn't
0: really understand about 3 Billboards is that for the third act her character kind of takes a back seat
1: Yeah, yeah. For, for Rockwell but I that didn't really And me. also Cause, Dinklage
0: cause Dinklage just showing up in the last like I mean oh, here yeah. was, here's the thing I think he, he, what they did it was oh god we've, we we okay so we've cast Peter Dinklage we're about to hit the third act, and he's only been in the movie for two minutes. Oh no! Just chuck him in the third act. Yeah, he was a bit. random. And having this big monologue, I'm like, look, you're not a character in this movie.
1: He didn't need to be there. That's just McDonough being weird because he likes he likes midgets. making midget jokes. He likes midgets, <laughs> so he just threw him in there. B- he, he, oh wait, he no, might. he's not. He's
0: not in. Is he in? Is he in? Is he in Bruges? Who P- no. is Peter Dinklage in Bruges?
1: No, that's a different
0: midget. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, th- Sorry. Um.
1: <laughs> But
0: anyway, for this one, I want Sally Hawkins to win. She is amazing in The Shape of Water. The f- the, ama- the amount of emotion and been... also just the phys- her physical performance, which is what these mostly is as well, mm. without actually saying anything apart from the fantasy sequence where she sings, I think, yeah, she deserves it, but I think yeah. Frances McDormand's going mean, to get it's it. An,
1: it's, a, it's a very interesting role in and character to play a, a, a mute woman like that that has to... Uh sort of reminds me of, what was it, The Tribe, with that Ukrainian Oh, show, that I
0: still haven't cycling. seen that yet, but <laughs> Except there's no subtitles very, in The Tribe, though, is spread. there? No, there isn't. Whoa. Except she's, oh my God. she's
2: they're all, very expressive. They're all um, deaf, so... Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, okay. But, yeah, well, are you guys kind of in the same boat? Because I think short is Hawkins, but Will is... Franny I'm, D.
1: I'm I'm the other way around. I, I think I think Sally Hawkins would win strongly just just because of how how unique her roles in comparison to all the others. Because mm. none of the other roles have to rely so strongly on uh, on acting uh, because uh, mm. she's playing a mute person. I also really, uh, exchange dialogue besides as you said the dream sequences.
0: I also just want to say uh, this is very impressive. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, she is twenty-three or twenty-four years old, and this is her third Oscar yeah. nomination. So that is pretty goddamn incredible. Mm. She's amazing, and I have finally learned how to pronounce her goddamn name now. Saoirse. Even with someone like a, even with someone like an Irish name like me, like Sean, which is spelt a weird way. I mean, that's that's a, a completely different beast. The way that Saoirse Ronan, it's like C It's is how it's spelt, but. It's Searsha, is, no, oh, I know how it's spelt, so, mm. or pronounced, I should say. But yeah, she's great in Lady Bird, but I just think it's too strong of a, apart from Meryl Streep, get her the hell out of there, but I mm. think it's a too yeah, strong he, of a he, category. He, I hear she's
1: good in Ladybird. I I want McDormand to win, but I think
2: uh, Hawkins will get it.
0: All right, so you're the opposite of me, Cohen. Thoughts? What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I reckon Sally should get it.
0: And who do you think will? Um, Francis. All right. Actually,
1: you know, you're probably right. They're probably just going to give it to McDormand because I'm pretty sure the Academy like McDormand
0: a lot. And yeah, well, I think she only won once for Fargo. I think her only win was for Fargo, I'm pretty really sure. She may far. have won another one in that time, but she I know she won for Fargo. She, yeah, she did win for Fargo. Yep. All right, so that leads on to, well, not really, well, uh, actor in a leading role now. Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. DDL, Daniel Day-Lewis in his supposed final role. I be- I'll believe it when I see it. I, just, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's retiring yet in nah, Phantom gonna, Thread.
1: He's probably not going to make another film for like a decade, probably. Yeah. He's going to come back and he's hopefully going to do something strong, but he would be hilarious if he does something really simple.
0: Mm, uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for the movie that nobody has seen, Roman J. Israel Esquire. I hear he's good in it like, I love Denzel, but that movie has not got a scheduled release date here in Australia. And because I don't like pirating stuff, there's really no way I can watch it until I can find one. And I really thought that Sony would be releasing it in Australia now because it's getting Oscar attention for Denzel. But, alright, but honestly... I think Oldman's got it, just because he is good in the, in the dark, in Darkest Hour. Don't get me wrong, there he is very very good. He absolutely just he's so chameleonic in the way that he just portrayed Winston Churchill. Yeah, but I mean, I, th- I would I love I t-
1: I hear he's very good in um uh,
0: Darkest
1: Hour. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's a good actor it is- as well.
0: It is a little cartoonish, though. But I guess that was kind of like the persona of Winston Churchill. I mean, he was a very serious man, and like mm. he is overacting a lot. But like, I think it was, it was quite serious. But it did feel like a bit much at some points, though.
1: I I could definitely see that it being uh, the sort of Oscar.
0: I think it might be like for a body uh, of work, like you know, kind of like what what, uh, for the Revenant with Leo. Like they finally gave it to him after a while to. Yeah, you know, I kind of see, celebrating a body of work more than the actual film. Yeah, but I want Timothy Chal either Chalamet or Day Lewis to win for this one. I think that. I think Day Lewis should win.
1: Uh, we'll think, win. I think Day Lewis should and win because
0: it's so much different to a lot of the stuff that Day Lewis has actually done. Like, yeah, whenever I mean,
1: you, you, a lot of his roles, there are, to, he doesn't really do. Roles were they too similar to yeah, past no. ones?
0: Well, here's the thing: whenever you watch a film with Daniel Day-Lewis in there, you're not like, "Oh, that's Daniel Day-Lewis." It's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he's nah, that's that, that's, that's, Ren- that's Reynolds Woodcock or yeah. oh, that's Bill the Butcher." Yeah, you see like those kind of yeah, yeah every every role that he does is absolutely different, and I love the fact that he always chooses and that he's. He only ever does like a film every couple of years, mm. or again another film. like, but Oh, takes that's Abraham a, Lincoln.
1: It takes him a while to recover when, when uh, ever since he's been doing super method actor
0: acting. Mm. Um. Or well, I. He has been he's been in a bad mo- he's been in bad movies, but he hasn't been bad in them. Yeah, like he was I, in that what, mu- those, that musical movies. remake of Eight and a Half. It's called Nine. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it was like a musical called Nine, and apparently it was shit. Daniel Day-Lewis was, was in a it.
1: Remake of eight and a half? Like the Fellini
0: film? Mm. It was called Nine. I'm not sure. I think it's somewhat inspired by Eight and a Half, but I'm pretty was sure. He, wait, was he in that? He was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that's who weird. made it, but apparently it wasn't very good.
1: But it, he was good in that, was he?
0: Mm. Mm, that's weird. I think he got a Globe nomination, but not an Oscar one. But anyway, I I'd love to see Timothy Chalamet get up though. I think he really. I think him and Army Hammer, who I think may have also been. I mean, if if it wasn't for um, Woody Harrelson, I think you could also put um, Army Hammer in there for Call Me By Your Name. I
1: didn't find. I think Timothy Chalamet was the strongest Yeah, and easily. Also, um, screen time. He had to. I I didn't. find the romance to be strongly convincing
0: oh, and, at times. Oh, another just for supporting actor as well, Michael Stolberg for Either Shape of Water or um or Call Me by Your Name. I think he could have been nominated for either of those mm. because he is excellent in both of those films. Mm. I mean, yeah, the monologue he has towards the end of Call Me by Your Name is just
3: Oh, it's a bit
1: cheesy.
0: You really thought so? There. I was I thought it was absolutely captivating. I was it was mm. great. And but, yeah, but I think he has a. Your name is still I think he has an absolutely really interesting arc in *The Shape of Water* too. You know, as, was like this uh, Soviet spy that's yeah. like, he he's got this job, but like you know he wants to further study this creature, so that's why he helps um like uh, uh what's her face? Sally Hawkins and her cause and things like that. So, I really like it. But yeah, I'm gonna say should is Chalamet, but Gary Oldman's got this in the bag. I think he's won every other award. I, yeah, and I, think I definitely he's
1: gonna, think Oldman's gonna win for Darkest. Yeah, but I want uh, Daniel Day Lewis to win. Yeah, Daniel I want Day Lewis because uh, his performance uh, was very subtle. I thought with uh, the way, um, uh, as, as you said, uh, you thought that his character had Asperger's syndrome.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that very quickly because yeah, no, you know he's very he's very he's very picky. Has all those yeah, mannerisms like, like peculiar, if anyone he, he he always sticks to a certain like schedule, and if something's just a little bit off. Yeah. Like that moment where like he com- like he's yeah, trying when he to comes when he comes home whe- and and, he, and uh, she's waiting for him and then yeah he's he's lovely. she's made him dinner, him dinner and he's yeah
1: like, where's my sister and yeah he's like panicking it has like, a weirdly how dare you ambush you like, thought that yeah, like he, she was trying to you uh, ambushed me mm, like uh, a- attack him. Uh, but no, she was trying to make this very romantic gesture. Yeah, you know, exactly. How picky he was with his food. I, I'll
0: just also say, just uh, no spoilers for Phantom Thread. But what did you guys think of the ending of Phantom Thread? A lot of people don't like it. I actually,
1: really, I like. I think the ending's fine.
0: I think it it kind of yeah, it, encaps, it encapsulates the film quite nicely, though. I think as it's like fine. you know,
1: it, but what 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 I don't really like is that what's kind of weird is that the film. It's, 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 it's it's, it's as if it was narrated like, uh, because, um, what's her name? Uh, Vicky Crite? Yeah, she's being interviewed at the beginning. So she's, like, retelling all the, I thought that, that aspect was pointless. Yeah, it was a weird framing device
3: to start the movie with, yeah. Yeah. Lead somewhere else, put it.
1: I thought (laughs) it it was going to lead to, like, his eventual death, but it didn't. It was super strange. What? I don't know why they bothered with that.
0: Alright, we'll talk about more of that off mic at the end of it, but, uh... The last two categories, Best Director, as soon as I find it on this sheet. So we've got Christopher Nolan for Get Out, um, for, not for Get Out, for <laughs> Dunkirk, uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, fan, uh, PTA for Phantom Thread, and uh, Guillermo Del Toro for The Shape of Water. I'm happy with any of those nominees winning. Mm, del I, Toro? Yeah, I think Del Toro's going to win, though. He, I, I want, I think I del want
1: PTA to win. You want PTA to PTA should win? Always Has he won win.
0: best? Dir- did he win best director for There Will Be Blood, or was that the Coen brothers for No Country for Old Men? Because that the was the Co- same year. I think
1: the Cohen brothers won that. I, I actually okay. I can't remember. Uh, did they both win four, or
0: was I'm There Will Be Blood three? Sure. Well, the, you guys keep talking. I reckon Dunkirk, like just the sheer scale of that film, I think that it could. As I said, I'm happy with all these like, films winning. I like
1: that Dunkirk's different from the from most of Nolan's other films, although I still don't, I don't find it particularly strong in comparison to the, to, uh, uh, the other nominations. I, I, I definitely think, uh, Phantom Thread's a lot better. What, what were the others? Uh, there was Lady the other Bird, nominations, there's Lady
0: Bird, there is Get Out, there is Shape of Water and Dunkirk.
1: Oh yeah, see, Shape of Water and, um, and Phantom Thread, I could easily say, are in, be- in my opinion, better than Dunkirk, but like even though I'm not a I'm I, not a big fan of uh, Get Out as I am with Dunkirk, not not too uh, positive on those two films. I prefer Get Out to win because it was a uh, uh, well, it was an interesting film. It's very it was it was strange in many aspects and. Also, I kind of like the idea of uh, Jordan Peele winning a director's award for uh, is that his first his first feature? film? His well, that that could that could go, for, a, uh, uh, well. could go for Greta Gerwig as well. Could go for Greta Gerwig, but it'd be more interesting for him because
0: yeah, he, with his he's a sketch comedian. comedy background, he's a
1: sketch com- com- comedian.
0: Well, then you have Greta Gerwig as well, who's this kind uh, of like indie yeah. darling, and you know, also but, but uh, she's a screenwriter uh, as well. Yeah, uh, screenwriter, uh, and a, like you know, uh, works and, works a lot with her boyfriend Noah Baumbach as yeah. well, so. But, um, and she's in that Wes Anderson camp because of we- um, Noel Bombeck as well now yeah, too. So Yeah.
1: But um but but she but she's she would have had more experience with uh, filmmaking before um uh in, in comparison to Peel.
0: Okay. Just Wouldn't on
1: have like television experience. Alright, yeah.
0: Just on Paul Thomas Anderson he has never won. He has been nominated for directing for There Will Be Blood and Only Phantom Thread, and then he's been nominated for uh screenwriting for Inherent Vice, There Will Be Blood, Magnolia and Boogie Nights. So mm. he is yet to win. He's got eight nominations. Uh one for well, he's, he's got so. one for producer, two for direction and uh what was that five for I oh, no, two for producers, what two for directing and then four for writing. Mm. But I I don't think I think it's too strong. I, I really enjoyed Phantom Thread too, and I think it was really beautifully directed. But I don't think he's going to win. I think Guillermo yeah. del Toro has got this. I'm going to say should will uh, Guillermo del Toro.
1: I think Dunkirk might might win Dunkirk or Get Out maybe.
0: So I think they're going to give Get Out the.
1: I could see them maybe giving it to Get Out just to mm. to maybe look progressive, but I don't know. No, well they, they did they that with at doing that in the past. They... Uh, did well. Here's what, because oh, that's the weird thing. Um,
0: well, Barry Jenkins didn't win it Barry last Jenkins year, but he got go he got
1: Moonlight, and he should have.
0: No, I, I think I think Chazelle should have got it, but I think Moonlight. Would, I, I was like no, Chazelle way. for director, but Moonlight for best picture. I thought. No, uh,
1: Jenkins' work was much better than Chazelle's. In um, although Chazelle Chazelle's film was very ambitious, there was still some. The more, uh, yeah, Moonlight
0: directing. was a lot more, like, very intimate and, like, more kind well, I, of a, a I, much I, smaller I, I film, like definitely. There
1: was, like there, there was some directing mistakes in, uh, in um,
0: La La Land. La
1: La Land uh, but um, it, I didn't find that to be the case with Moonlight. But not only that, also Moonlight had some, some very interesting direction choices with the uh, terms of the uh, editing, uh, I, I found, at least, with Right. the some parts of the film like the, the i could remember one moment where he's talking to his mother when she's under the influence of uh i think crack cocaine um yeah and uh like it's, it's very strange because her, um her audio is out of sync her audio is out of sync with the lip movements and it's sort of like uh showing it's not only showing like the uh, do
0: you not think you know, that was just do you think that was intentional I, I think, wait, wait wasn't it intentional? Or well, it could have just been a... It could mistake. have been an accident. It could have just been a continuity it, mistake or like a oh, lazy been, work from the sound uh, team, I, but...
1: I don't think... I think it was intentional. I don't know. I'll have
0: to re- I really need to re-watch Moonlight. I haven't seen it in almost over a year now. I haven't seen it since I, I saw it. I think it was intentional. I haven't seen it since I saw it in sh- the cinema.
1: It, have, it sort of shows like this weird drug-hazed disconnect between her and, a, and, and his son.
0: All right. Well, we're going again, going a bit off topic, which it's a podcast, that's fine because that's pretty much just all podcasts are. Mm. Um I I'll get a final final uh, prediction from you for direction. So, should and will.
1: All right. Uh should win PTA of course. Um
2: will I'm just going to go Dunkirk. Dunkirk. All right. I can
0: check should win,
2: but um probably Dunkirk will win.
0: Right. And now finally best picture. So, the best picture nominees Call me by your name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Ladybird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, what The Post? we weird... you know what? I actually really like The Post, and I'm. I haven't seen The Post. So I, I think it's worthy of a nomination for Best Picture, but uh, it won't win. It won't win. I just find I just
1: I just find it funny when, uh, like, uh, Steven Spielberg he has been making a lot of these uh, serious uh dramas that are like uh, they mo- they're usually based off um some real life events. Yeah. I don't know if the post is the post. Yes. Based? Yeah, I thought so. Um
0: well I'll I'll, I'll say th- though no spoilers but the ending of the post is really really silly. Like oh, really God. dumb. But like it's because it almost it's almost like it would, should have been like a stinger scene almost. Yeah. It was like oh the it was it was it was dumb. But <laughs> I
2: reckon Lady Bird should win.
0: You reckon Lady Bird should win for Best Picture? Well, here's the thing. I want Call Me By Your Name to win Best Picture. Like, I absolutely. Be. No. I think Shape of Water, or actually, no. I think Three Billboards is going to win. You I really think re- so. Everyone want- has been eating that movie up.
1: Really? I Because I, I hear mixed things with three. There's all this, like, weird. Controversy, like with as you said before, people thinking it's a film about race, and I think it has nothing to do with race. Well, no, that's like, it's, it's
0: yeah, but that's the thing; it's it, it's got that bit in it. Like they mention it, like it's it's not about race. I know that, but mm. like they, it's mentioned. Yeah, I know through, what you're saying. It's they mentioned it, throughout, they it, but they never actually they, they bring really it up. But they don't really address, address it, but that yeah. doesn't
1: really bother me because because I don't I don't cause I don't see him like cause it's not a it doesn't feel like a strong priority to the film. He just like has it there for like the sake of building this really weird sort of wacky uh world uh film world that he sort of made where you get ha- where you have like uh by the book stereotypical southern american racist cops which i find uh which i which i find kind of humorous in a way uh well it was meant know. to be kind of cartoonish though Yeah, That's, it that it was, was the point yeah see it was uh, cartoonish although um uh, attempts at humor were um like at that dinner scene with uh, with Dinklage and McKinney. yeah, and then like with I, I, I um, with John the, Hawkes, the ex- yeah, like the, the like the genuine jokes in in, in that, like the the I, I thought those weren't uh, handled well. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought they were they were just very oh. low brow. Oh,
0: yeah. And oh, another low point for three billboards is Lucas Hedges. Like oh yeah, <laughs> he was funny to
1: watch. Good thing he's barely in the film though. Yeah, he's whoa, better whoa, in like la- um,
0: He's better in Lady Bird. I will say that he's. Well, actually, decent. It, it becomes.
1: That. I find that it becomes more bearable in the film. It's just, uh, but there's that scene where he's in the car and he's like, oh "Oath, mom, for reminding me that my sister <laughs> got raped. Yeah, and she's dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I will say a good supporting performance See, in that. Um, Samara Weaving, the girl that played um, uh, John Hawkes' new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, who's actually the niece of Hugo Weaving. Oh, oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, she, she had a couple of good lines. I mean, she's no—I mean, she's meant to be a ditz, but like, yeah, I think I her characters but are but
1: like. <laughs> it seemed like he had two ditzy girls in in because it was also the, the girlfriend of the Ranger, and she seemed like a bit of a ditz as I well. I don't
0: even remember the the ra- who's
3: the
1: re- she, for any of that the, the, redhead the girlfriend of, the, of the of the of the Ranger, I'm gonna use the term Ranger, yeah, okay. Um. Uh, she, she. She was working on the room. Like she was a secretary of the the the. The advertise the guy that works. Oh, the yeah, place, that's that's
0: right. Right. She seemed
1: like a bit of a. She seemed like a bit of a dit. So I found it. We'd have two dit characters. I sort yeah. really of don't like those archetypical characters being presented in films because I see them way too often. They it just annoys me even if the film's uh, supposed to be, like, comedic.
0: I also just want to say, um, that actor who plays the guy from the advertising agency, I think he had the best year any actor could have in 2017. The actor's name is Caleb Landry-Jones, and he was in... He was in three Oscar-nominated films. He was in three billboards. He was the brother of the girlfriend in Get Out. He was. He also had a oh, small. Yeah. He was also will, Willem Dafoe's son in the Florida Project. He has a small role in uh, American Made with Tom Cruise, and he was on Twin Peaks. Have you seen? He the had,
1: third season I of have Twin
0: not. Se- I have not seen any of Twin Peaks. Oh. I haven't seen any David Lynch thing ever. Really. I get to watch Mulholland Drive for class this year, though, so oh. I will eventually get to see I one. Could, I could lend
1: you some David Lynch films. I
0: would enjoy. I would like that. I'll just... Oh, I had more at home. Again, back to Best Picture. Again, yeah. yeah. You, ha- you said you want Lady Bird, but who what do you think will win? Um, Colin. I think Shape of Water will. All right. I think, I think they're going to give Shape of Water director. I think they're going to give it to Guillermo for that, but then because of that, they're going to be like, uh, then we'll give Best Picture to three billboards. I think that's what's going to happen, sadly. I want sadly. three billboards to win. I don't.
1: Yeah. Actually, actually, I think Three Billboards is going to win. I want The Post to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Spielberg.
0: Come on, call me by your name. I want you to win. I know you're not, but please, please win. And uh, is call there any... Call By th- Your
1: Name is the kind of film I wouldn't want to win. That or Get Out maybe in Dunkirk. I'd rather... Actually, no. Uh, Three Billboards is going to win and I want either The Post... Or Darker Sour to win.
0: Oh, uh, you're awful. <laughs> Alright, uh, any other notable snubs in any of these categories that you would like to have seen?
1: What films that should have been in this category? Or
0: category in in this mean? category or any of the other categories that we've talked about just before we sign off? Um, Star Wars? I don't know. Start for what category, Best Colin? Best Picture. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? Very progressive. 10 and there's only 9. <laughs> there's only 9 here. Ca- mm, only nine here. So I don't know. I think you, you probably could have put it in there. I think the Florida Project is a big snub for dir- for Best Picture, and yeah, also actually, possibly Best even Director. Everyone has a weak... Uh, a, I but that's like the last I, 90 seconds yeah, though. I so that's I, I
1: hear that the, the, but the then film itself is very Also
0: cool. probably with writing as well for best original screenplay and also directing for Sean Baker as well because mm. the way he was able to use the child actors and how he was able to yeah. work with They're those kids those the child I actors hear, are great I, I in the Florida the, project.
1: The, the mother she's really good. Yeah and she's she's not an actress. Yeah I know. She
0: she's she's not an actress. She's it's, literally just someone that they got in off the street and <laughs> pretty much yeah good on him and yeah well they, he did that with um, his first film as well yeah, Tangerine, Tangerine. He, um, I don't know any others that you can think of any notable mm. snubs I think or possible other nominations if there were more slots because for, the, the uh, for orna- best ornithologist for best picture <laughs> <laughs> okay well what's the ornitho- I've, I've seen stuff about that so that's a no Portuguese or like yeah, no, Portuguese no, is it, or it's Norwegian or is it Norwegian no it's Portuguese okay it's Portuguese yeah that's right is it it's weird oh it's a weird film yeah I think it's that great if there were more nominations I'd put Robert Pattinson for good time as well oh yeah for, he for, was he was great he was excellent
1: even, even uh who was it one of the brothers
0: uh uh Benny Safdie? yeah
1: Benny Safdie. I thought he was really good he was as good well. too I don't think he's in the
0: movie enough he's though. not in the
1: movie a lot but um I thought uh, whenever he was on screen I thought he was great
0: and we already mentioned uh, that uh, Shape of Water should have been nominated for Best uh, Makeup and Hairstyling. That is a crime, why that wasn't. Good and also, should
1: be thrown in with Best Picture.
0: Yeah, also, if you're one of those people that think that Wonder Woman should have been nominated for Best Picture, you don't know anything about movies, I'm sorry. And you obviously don't go out of your way to watch anything other than comic book movies, so your opinion on film doesn't really matter. Sorry.
2: I want Wonder Woman. I want Justice League.
1: Justice, <laughs> Justice League best picture. Oh yeah.
0: Speaking of which, did you guys see that Mother got Razzie nominations? Like, no, it's I'm not got surprised. a bunch of. But why? Well, Mother's not a badly made movie. Like, Jennifer Lawrence got I mean, worst actress, and like. What
1: well, do you mean technical aspects? Well, what did it get nominated? For? I
0: think it was worst actress, worst director, worst. I could see it picture. I could, I and, could
1: see it getting a nomination for. Uh,
0: Worst pitch is a bit hard. Oh, and I mean, that—that's another supporting picture. actor that could be in there. Javier Bardem in Mother. He was terrifying in yeah, Mother. But he's—I mean. Oh wait, sorry. It's Mother. The ne- there's an exclamation point at yeah, the end. I think I made that joke on this podcast earlier, yeah, but <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Well, you know that I didn't—I didn't really like Mother. Um. I could—I could understand it getting a Razzie nomination for worst director because that's where I think is uh, the film is at its weakest. But um, I, I, I don't really think uh, what's Aronofsky is a very strong director. I, I, I still think a, a good amount of his films are fine. I don't think he's made straight-out terrible films. I just don't find them to be very strong. Oh, Noah. Uh, Noah.
0: Noah's Noah. Noah's Noah.
1: Noah. Noah might be my favourite Aronofsky. His, his, Noah's he, th- very... The, 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 the bit that he made for the... create <laughs> The
0: the sequence that he did for like the creation story, yeah, that was good. great, but everything else in Noah is terrible. I, I mean, you've God got God. Russell Crowe trying to murder a baby on a boat. Oh, that's that, that, that movie. What, what yeah, it, that movie. It, um, Why?
2: Why did <laughs> it have to be made? his
1: brother try to kill him as well?
0: I don't like know. I've kind of just shoved that movie right out of my brain. Why so much incest? Why? I remember somehow Ray Winstone snuck onto the ark. I can't remember exactly how, but he should have been flooded and somehow got onto the boat. That, and like started and, and eating and the animals on there. There
1: the, were the giant stone monsters that built the boat.
2: No, yeah, they're they're like, fa- the fallen rock
0: angels. Yeah, they're
2: angels. And then they... <laughs> the fuck? They got that back to so heaven. So Noah's not good. That film's amazing. I don't... Know. <laughs> and they had that stone that... Wait a second. There was this one
1: sequence where I think it was Noah's... Like, this is him telling a story. I think it was like Noah's uh, grandfather or something. He was supposed to be the super badass. I don't know uh, who was, oh, yeah. he was supposed to be. He was supposed he was to like be a... some kind of weird champion of Israel or, or wherever, they, wherever the film is set. Yeah. No, and it's he has set. like a fire sword. And he sticks it in the ground and a bunch of people burn up. Yeah, because it's... I, can re- I don't um, know why, but I can remember that being in the film. I'm like, what, what? what? Yeah. what the hell is this in there? This looks like... This looks like recycled footage from a fantasy film. They just, th- <laughs> just threw it in there. Yeah, yeah with, it wasn't that great. <laughs> just just like how uh, what's it in Blade Runner that 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 uh, that unicorn for the unicorn sequence that was recycled footage from uh, what was it the um, Sorcerer the Legend Legend or oh, Legend not Le- The Legend what
0: the Legend the Legend. Not legend with Ridley, not 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 I'm legend talking, with I, Tom Cruise nah, and directed by Ridley nah, Scott. Nah, nah. I am legend. where no, Tim le- Curry legend. plays le- the devil. Uh, le- legend, <laughs> I mean, not the legend. That the, that the movie I was talking about, that one. Uh, the
1: the Ridley Scott film. The Ridley Scott film with yeah, Tom Cruise and yeah, Tim Curry as possibly
0: yeah. the best de- on-screen devil. Mm, I don't
1: know. I mean, he's, in terms he's, of looks, he's in the terms best. Of appearance devil. is the best. I yes. actually kind
0: of like Legend though.
1: Legends, fine. P-
0: people either know that as like the film Tom Cruise did before Top Gun, or the film Ridley Scott did after Alien. Yeah. it's not really known as its own thing. Yeah, but I like it. I like it. And yeah, Tim I mean, Curry is uh, brilliant in that movie. At least
1: it's uh production design is very nice. Mm. And makeup yeah, as makeup. well. I think I think
0: it won for best makeup actually. Yeah. Oh, or it actually was at, it was at least nominated. And to finally get it back around to Oscars, so I don't think we can think of any more big snubs. I mentioned uh, uh what's her face, um, Jessica Chastain for Best Actress yeah. in Molly's Game, but I think that just about sums it up. So um, hopefully, uh, if you have any Oscar ballots, maybe this may have been some help to you, or if maybe just don't listen to us at all because we may get all of these completely wrong. Mm. So <laughs> I hope
1: we do get them all wrong. Yeah, it's that just, was <laughs> just, just just so like but once we just get really interesting results out of the, nom- the selection of nominations we have.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I reckon we'll wrap it up right there, fellas. Thank you very much to Eric and Colin for joining me today. No um, or, or I should say Eric and the ghost of Colin because he was very, very quiet today. Well, I don't watch films,
2: so... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I,
0: why uh, did you agree maybe, to come on the show he, then?
2: He was <laughs> the what was that? I asked if he wanted to he, go. Oh,
0: did you just, did you, did you hit him in the back of the head? Maybe that's what you were doing. You you hit him in the back of the head, you threw him in the trunk of your car <laughs> and then drove here.
2: I drove here. He, he oh, drove, you drove he here. Drives, I'm the driver. Yeah, He's the driver. Yeah.
0: Right. He, oh, you held him at gunpoint. He's just my chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I invited so him Eric's in. chauffeur appeared on our podcast today. Yep. Yep. Nah, Cohen's a good guy. And uh, Cohen, I'll start off with you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything? Are you? No? Um, no. Nah. Now you're good. Uh well, not
2: a creative type. You don't I have any platforms people can get. I reckon Kimi
0: should win. What was that? Best film of the year.
1: <laughs> that that was that for <laughs> last
0: year. He's talking I about your it. name for last year. Oh, about Kimi onawa, that's right. Yeah. That? Wait, is oh. there, uh, uh, there, no. Actually, I'm pretty sure it came out in the US this year, and I think it could have been nominated. So that's another big snub that could have. Could have happened. Man, I know I need to is. rewatch watch it. Your name's a 99 cent rental on iTunes at the moment. I'm considering rewatching it, but I don't know if I can get through it again. I like, I really liked it, but I mean, the 20 different endings of that film has, or like the 20 different parts where I thought that film was going to end. I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. about to get up. Oh, yeah, okay. It's still going. I'm sitting down. Oh, it, oh come on. Yeah, yeah I, didn't re- I didn't... And really then it's like, like, like oh, fucking Samwise Gamchi's wedding's <laughs> happening now. What the hell is going on? Oh, yeah.
1: Can't you... Can't you give us a suggestion for an animated film that could have been put in the animated cari- uh, category? Was a, s- a
0: silent voice possibly could have been nominated, couldn't yeah. it? I've heard good things about that.
2: Yeah, it was by Kyoto Annie. Um Yeah, it was alright, but it was, was anything like super special.
3: I, just like, I thought it was, all right, a, a lot,
0: lot of people like
1: to compare it to uh, TV, um, your name, he, and I thought it was, I- is
0: Cohen uh, the, our resident weeb? For this program, basically, indeed.
1: <laughs> if if we if we want to hear <laughs> right. the, the Japanese animation, Re- resident, uh, anime, uh, a, resident anime resident
0: anime expert slash web Garlic trees. Mm, yeah, it's, it's a good title.
1: Actually, I, f- I forgot you mentioned Twin Peaks earlier. That
0: that should be there for best picture.
1: You know, because some people it's a series. I know, but uh, when you ask are you going to say
0: Fire Walk with Me should have been nominated retroactively nominated for best picture?
1: Uh Fire Walk with Me is the best David Lynch film uh second best. takes from actually no dune is the best and then fire walk <laughs> with me wow really and then this actually no it's a straight story dune and then Firewalk with me look, look, i'm just i'm just naming all the actually a lot of lynch fans like uh fire with me but i remember that uh, critics didn't like it they thought it was rubbish at, right. the, at the
3: time
0: well eric do um, you have anything you want to plug No. Got to wrap it up. No. Oh, actually, Eric has the Stardust app right now that he doesn't use. So (laughs) actually, what you can do, you can start following him and then request him to start posting stuff, and then he might actually give, give up and do it. You know, peer pressure works, guys, so do it. It do it you he is try. at he can always try he is at mr pickles i'm pretty sure yes, he m and his um his profile picture is a picture of his uh, pet ferret uh, what's his name randy 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 the ferret yeah, and right. so he is at mr pickles on the stardust app that is m-i-s-t-a-h yep. pickles and yeah go follow him he has one follower at the moment that's me <laughs> and uh I also, I'm actually. You can follow my Stardust as well. I am at Sean Coates. That is with a cap. That's just my name with a capital S and a capital C. And at the moment, I'm doing a series of reactions where I am chronicling all the films that I have to watch for film school. So I'm doing one of those every couple of days. So make sure to keep up, keep up, and download the Stardust app from the Google Play Store or app or the App Store, and uh, sign up and follow me. And I will, if you if your reactions are good enough, I'll follow you back. And also for this show, I mean, thank you very much for listening again. And if you like this, uh, you can like our Facebook page at Another Bloody Movie Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Another Bloody... No, AB Movie Podcast. We are at AB Movie Podcast on Twitter. We are at Another Bloody Movie Pod on Instagram. Those accounts are fairly inactive, but if I start getting more followers, I'll make them more active again. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at letterboxd.com forward slash Sean Coates. Uh, you're also on Letterboxd yeah, too, Eric. Um, um, do you want to plug that? Uh, is it still w- Four Salos as your favourite films listed there?
1: Uh, no, not anymore. I don't know what it, I think. It's, <laughs> uh, I think it's a bunch of clown films. I think I have the day that. Wait, what was it? You have
0: Killer Clowns from Outer Space. No, I have. You have Thirty One from Rob no, I Zombie. Have
1: the, the the Bergman clown film. I have. Uh, what is it? This uh, Spanish. I can't remember the name The Last Circus I have, have that on there You um, have It <laughs> No I don't have It I, uh, I have another clown film But I can't Kill remember Killer Clowns from Space But I have, I have, I have a film uh, Just as a joke Or it would obviously be a joke If you know about this I think it's The Day the Clown The cl- crown, the Day the Clown Cried um, mm, What is It's a film that no one's ever seen Or maybe no,
0: uh, And no one will ever see?
1: Well, it's. It, I'm pretty sure the film's been dest- was never completed. Oh, really? Frankly, or it was it was destroyed. I think so. You, you can only find like bits of footage. I think you can only find as much as maybe half an hour of total of footage uh, to reassemble a, a film that I think was uh, just under two hours. It's um, ridiculous. Oh, it's it's very interesting the making of the cr- of, of the the day the crowd the clown uh, cried because. It was a film that was uh, made by Jerry Lewis, the comedian. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And he wanted... in. The Day the Clown Cried is uh, very ambitious because it's Holocaust uh, fiction. And it, and it was really weird because um, I think it was supposed to be a straight drama. But then Jerry Lewis wanted to put some humor in it. And then he sort of got... He was sort of verging into like, this strange territory where he was making... Uh, jokes with a holocaust setting so like the film the the film would have made a lot of people uncomfortable I guess if they watched it or just like that that idea just seems very very ballsy
0: Alright, well, uh, if, if people do want to follow Eric on uh, the Letterbox, since he's not going to plug it, I'll plug it for him. Mm. Uh, it is admin at Anton's Films. Yes. So, you search that. I'm not quite sure if that's going to be the uh, thing, but just go on the Letterbox website and search that I, on. I have a poster of Salo as my profile picture. He does too. That is disturbing. It's a very good poster, though. <sighs> wow. Wow. And if you want to watch some weird films that you've never heard of and you will never see, go to like Eric's Letterbox because... And he doesn't rate films because, you know, the oh, establishment... I, I have because the establishment doesn't own him.
1: Yes, but I... Well, that's untrue because I do have some films that are, I only give films five stars and those are the <laughs> best films. And that was Nothing But Trouble? Uh, Yeah, one of those... Is Which we've discussed trouble. on a previous episode, uh, so go I look that up. Batman Superman is also there. No, um, come on. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Jeez. <laughs> all right. as for the rest of my plugs I'm going to cut off Eric right there uh, you can follow my personal Twitter and Instagram account which is both at SeanHub underscore that is S-E-A-N-H-U-B underscore all of these links if you're listening to this on SoundCloud which if you are please follow us on SoundCloud or if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe to us over there if you're listening to this on SoundCloud all of the links to all of these plugs are right on the right hand side so go check them out there Thank you very much to Eric Tischer and Colin Garlic treece once again for joining me on this Oscars episode. Yep, hope all our predictions were right. Actually, I hope mine are right so I can... I mean, there's no prize for this prediction stuff, but uh, if you are having trouble with your Oscar picks and your Oscar ballot or whatever, uh, hopefully this may or may not have helped you out. It probably didn't. Listen but to me. You, lis- you, you listened in...
1: Interesting reactions out of short. <laughs> if you yeah. get films like... Uh the Greatest Showman winning for best
0: song. Oh, i better fucking not. And also, stay tuned for when my buddy uh, Tim Bengough will eventually come on this show and try and defend The Greatest Showman. He's mm-hmm. a bit of a musical and an arts guy and uh, and a theatre guy, so he will be very interesting and have a very interesting perspective well, well, I'll, on I'll that love film. To hear that argument. Yeah, it it should be good. good and I, I got him. Uh, yep. So stay tuned for that and i can also do an announcement right now that uh come a spe- special announcement here um come june i will be going to sydney and doing uh, and covering like, not professionally, I will be going to Sydney for the Sydney Film Festival for a handful of days. And while I'm up in Sydney, I'm going to be seeing at least six films at the festival there. I'm not going to see too many at Sydney because a lot of them are going to go down to Melbourne and I'll wait till August so I can watch them there. But come around the mid, early to mid-June, I will be going up to Sydney to watch these films. And I will also be doing a podcast with a very special guest while I'm up there for the Sydney Film Festival. So please stay tuned for that. Thanks again for Cohen and Eric for coming on the show and thank you all for listening out there all over the world and we'll see you later.